0: It's the light in my eyes. It's perfection and grace. It's the smile
1: on my face.
0: Thank you.
2: All right, ladies and gentlemen, and everybody in between, welcome back to another exciting edition of Bands, Beers, and Buzzwords. I'm your host, as always, John Peg coming to you uh, from the Redefining Records Recording Studio Secret Laboratory uh, Experimental Location in Costa Mesa, California. I have with me today a very special guest, Mr. Gordon of Double Wonderful. How are you, Gordon?
0: <laughs> very good. Wonderful to be
2: here yeah man i'm really excited to have you here um uh today we're talking about uh a band that i have referenced so many times on this podcast that i have actually had to go back and edit out my own anecdotes about this band who are we talking about today
0: (laughs) oh my goodness the one the only steely dan
2: yes steely dan it's finally happening guys we're doing it we're talking about the dan and uh who better to do it than gordon of double wonderful um that's so nice of you yeah you uh i'm excited to have you here man and uh i'll I'll let you do a long form intro here in a moment first i would like to plug uh i already said it but redefining records that is the uh, wonderful music blog that makes this whole thing possible they keep the lights on here um they are online. You can find them redefiningrecords.com, uh, redefiningrecords on Instagram. Go follow them. Uh, go look at Andrew Schultz's sister podcast to this one, Sounds for Thought. Hmm. Um, you can follow me. My name is John. I'm on Instagram at Delta Dagger Music. You can see my music, my podcasts, uh, random music memes and uh, boring personal updates that you probably don't care about. Uh, Gordon, where can we find you?
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, you can find me at at double dot wonderful on Instagram double one. If you just start typing in double, uh, it should pop up. Um, uh, but, uh, double wonderful on Instagram is where I, uh, I don't even know. I, what can I say? What, 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 what do I do on there? I, I, I make art and then turn it into t-shirts and, um, and it typically is about the Dan. Uh, it's got a big Dan theme over at double wonderful.
2: Yes. To, to quote the Dan themselves, uh, you've got the Steely Dan t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Fuck yeah. Oh yeah. They got the okay. Steely Dan t-shirt over at dot com. But of course we have to keep that on the, on the DL, on the, on the down low. Right. Um, because I'll get in trouble, but, uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh <That's right. laughs> but yeah, you know, uh, you know, i um, you know the uh, the culprit always returns to the scene of the crime. I I can't help but uh, sing the praises of the Dan's. You know from from the rooftops, uh, especially on podcasts. So I'm so happy to be here uh, and to talk about my favorite band, Steely Dan. Hell yeah! Well, before we do that, sure. let's talk about music news. Sure.
2: All right. Today in music news, uh, the Atlanta Journal-Constitution has posted an article, see the photo of Kanye West's room at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Uh, Reports emerged over the weekend that Kanye West was living in Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Overnight, the Raptors seemed to confirm that he has been staying in the downtown Atlanta facility with an Instagram post. Uh, Have you seen this picture?
0: No. Uh... I don't follow Kanye West on Instagram. I only follow my friends. Uh, I try to keep it business on there. Uh... (laughs) All business, all the time. I like it. But, but, you know, good for Kanye. He's spending money. Good for him. He's got money. Yeah, he does. And what's
2: funny is uh, I mean, you hear that he's living in Mercedes-Benz Stadium so you assume he's what rented out several of the boxes or something and he's he's living in there now the the picture uh, looks kind of like a jail cell it's like a random little uh you know cinder block room like off to the side somewhere it's it's probably about 10 feet by eight feet and there's like a single uh, dresser and a, a literally a mattress on the floor <laughs> and he's got like his uh his like weights in the corner and like some pairs of sneakers it's like if you ever see those posts like you know men in their 20s will have an apartment like this and see nothing wrong it's like an easy chair and a playstation it's like it's like that but for real
0: (laughs) (laughs) everybody needs some time away uh you know uh just stuck in the k-hole again that's a no effects uh line i don't know why i'm referencing them but um nonetheless um good good for him some people just you, everybody just needs some time away sometimes i guess i mean they got divorced right so the dude's going nuts he's already bipolar yeah. he's he's going nuts uh let the guy go nuts leave I'm him with alone it, dude.
2: no i'm with it dude I, I think i think he is like slowly turning into a character in a steely dan song <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right just keep this dude away from the whiskey and uh and saxophones and he'll be all right you know he- <laughs> all
2: right uh well i gotta stop you there i don't know if i'm gonna hit you for one or two for this one i think it's just gonna be one uh <laughs> but you've hit our first buzzword of the <laughs> saxophone <laughs> Uh, The first buzzword I'm going to hit you is mention a type of hard liquor. Oh, very good. Very good. (laughs) So I knew you'd be hitting either whiskey or Cuervo gold or something. tonight. But of course,
0: but of course. Yeah. uh,
2: (laughs) So for those of you turning in, tuning in for the first time here, Uh uh, the buzzwords portion of Bands, Beers and Buzzwords uh, is a game we play. Uh, Basically, I have a bingo card here with 20 buzzwords these are words phrases tropes and things uh basically i'm going to be trying to get gordon to say them throughout our conversation tonight because every time he says one he has to uh drink or imbibe uh whatever you're (laughs) choosing
0: to do tonight (laughs) i have a beer here uh uh, and i will be sipping on it all night as we as we chat that's perfect
2: um i i invite the audience uh to crack open a beverage of choice and do the same if you would like to do so safely and responsibly of course don't be like the dan and uh drink scotch whis- whiskey <laughs> all night long and die behind the wheel i uh, do not do that
0: <laughs> um drink responsibly hang drink responsibly. responsibly pod exactly. responsibly anyway um, I'm going to cut real quick I'll
2: uh, tell the listeners at home What all the buzzwords are tonight So uh, you will know what they are As I'm trying to bait Gordon into saying them uh, Gordon is not going to hear these right now So he will be in the dark uh, I'm going to cut now This week's buzzwords are Say something
0: is the best or greatest ever Use an onomatopoeia Mention Michael McDonald Say experimental Recite lyrics Mention a type of hard liquor. Refer to an album made post-1990 as a record. Use the phrase ahead of its time. Mention
2: pop. Say yacht rock. Call something cliche or overused. Say the word drink. Say the word vintage. Mention Boz stags. Talk about jazz, say mainstream, name a type of keyboard, say trippy, mention a part of a drum kit, and end a sentence with I don't know. And we're back. Those are the buzzwords this week. Again, uh, listen for Gordon saying any of those things. Uh, Every time he does, he's going to have to drink. Um, (laughs) Gordon, uh, why don't you tell us, uh, first of all, who are you and why should we trust you?
0: Oh boy. Well, uh, why do you trust me on the Dan? Well, uh, I've spent a long time listening to them religiously, uh, studying their every move, their every lyric, their every meaning, their every session player, uh, in my spare time. Uh, I really love them quite a lot. Um, uh, I myself, uh, play a couple instruments. drums, bass, piano, guitar. Uh I record my own music, I write songs. Um if you've ever seen the movie Father of Invention, uh one of my songs is in that. So I mean if this guy's got a song in a movie, you know, he's definitely knows what he's talking about. Um so, uh, yeah, there's, uh, there's, that's my claim to fame, at least at this moment, uh, as far as songwriting goes. But um, anyway, uh, yeah, uh, play music, love music, big fan of the Dan, studied hard.
2: Absolutely, and I, I was gonna say, I mean, you got a song in a movie, and uh, and you're you're you also mentioned earlier, like uh, when you plugged your Instagram page, you said like just type it in, it'll pop up. Like <laughs> that's that's pretty legit, all right. That, that's pretty legit. Um, so for a Steely Dan uh, fan slash merch page to just pop up when you type right. it in, right. It's a big deal. You you're a trusted dame <laughs> in the world of the Dan. Um.
0: <laughs> is is that what you know me to be? You yes. know? Me? Okay. That's yes. that's so nice and wonderful. That's all I've ever wanted is to be an utmost authority on the subject. Uh, I've spent a lot of time watching that Asia documentary over and over again. So, uh, and I even studied up on the song meanings of all the songs on Gaucho tonight. So for tonight. So um just to be extra sharp on what everybody's what the hell these guys are talking about with these brilliant songs. But anyway, yeah,
2: absolutely. And that's the album tonight in case uh, the audience has not figured it out. uh, I mean, obviously you saw the title of the episode, but uh, (laughs) tonight we were talking about uh, Gaucho by Uh Sealy Dan. Um, Such a cool album, dude. Um, Why don't you tell us uh, first off, like, like how, how did you first get into the Dan?
0: um okay um well uh my father is a songwriter uh musician uh his claim to fame is he wrote a song that barry manilow uh sings uh it's it's not like it's on like the disc two of barry manilow greatest hits it's called I, i made it through the rain um so anyway my father's a songwriter and uh Eventually when I got a little bit older, my brothers, you know, I have older brothers and when they went to college kind of thing, got into seventies rock and then, you know, influenced me um, at a little bit of a younger age uh, to start listening to stuff like Boston and um, you know, um, you know, the Doobie brothers um, you know, Jesus is just all right with me sort of, you know, uh, Blackwater those like disc 1 of greatest hits of doobie brothers kind of thing oh yeah um if you know that that uh that that cd um back in the day i had that and you know like that that sort of stuff boston big boston fan and then um i think we kind of at one point turned to our dad and we like dad what what albums should we get and i think the two things that he mentioned were minute by minute by the doobie brothers ooh and um and i think uh the first steely dan record can't buy a thrill yes so um i think we wind my my i think the cd my family wind up getting or whatever at the time was the decade of steely dan which is like the gray cd with a little red bar on it
1: mm-hmm. and
0: uh that had a little bit of everything on it um so I used to listen to that with my friends when I was in like 7th or 8th grade kind of thing cuz yeah again I had this older influence from my older brothers who were in college at the time and uh not too shortly after that um uh you know um what you call it came out um uh Two Against Nature came out nice. and uh that was a big deal uh when it won the Grammy and everything like that uh, so we had been sitting around listening to that as a new record. We all, me and my friends, all dug that when we were like in high school. Um, but always loved the the tunes, and uh, and then there was always this Asia documentary that was sort of like this companion to knowing the album really well, uh, and learning all about the players and and all the studio stuff that they did and how how crazy it was and uh, how many takes they did and all this sort of stuff. So you start learning about all of that and then that opens up this whole world of like oh wait now you got to go back and like re-listen to all these tunes now knowing kind of who played them and how hard it was to play all this sort of stuff uh especially as a musician my you know my friends and i we played punk rock music we didn't play steely dan uh stuff you know because it was we didn't play jazz or anything uh because it was way too hard uh you know Uh, I'm uh yeah (laughs) it's just it's just so hard uh and perfect so um so yeah that's been my history and then I think um I guess sort of when I moved to Brooklyn about 10 years ago or uh, maybe about 16 years ago I'd say in like around 2005 uh I kind of just had the epiphany of like there was there's nothing else better than Steely Dan (laughs) And uh, I started, like, playing piano a lot and everything and learning Steely Dan songs and learning Kid Charlemagne on the piano and stuff. And, um, yes. And just getting into just learning how crazy the chords were and uh, learning about, like, the Moo major thing, which is the, the fancy Steely Dan chord. Uh, I, I noticed you, you are like a, a music uh, theory guy. Am I right? uh l- yeah a little bit i would say compared to like donald
2: fagan no but okay uh, well, yeah, a little they, bit. <laughs> they aren't
0: they aren't too nuts that's the whole thing is that they're sort of self-taught i think as far as i know i mean i'm i'm sure they learned a little something along the way but um that's sort of like they didn't know how to write music i know that you know they used to have like other people write it or at least in the beginning you know what i mean but uh i was gonna say you you're a big theory guy i, I listened to the beatles podcast and heard you say all sorts of stuff about theory i'm self-taught so i'm i'm not a theory guy but i certainly have an ear for stuff that uh you know uh is complicated and sounds pretty or whatever it is um and steely dan is just chock full of that of course
2: yeah that's that's absolutely right, man. Um, I'm going to I'm going to stop you real quick because you've hit sure. three more buzzwords.
1: Whoa!
2: <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Yes, you have hit. Uh, talk about jazz. Uh, <laughs> say that something is like the greatest or best ever. Uh, <laughs> and then refer to an album made post 1990 as a record. <laughs> yes. Nice. nice um very good beautiful man it's i i love it though um the more of these we hit the the better the conversation is (laughs) (laughs) um you you brought up some cool points about like uh the session players with excuse me with uh steely dan and stuff yeah for those who aren't familiar with steely dan right uh tell tell me about like you know how, how do they operate tell me a little history of the band and, and kind of you know where are they at here in in 1980 when they're putting out gaucho
0: sure okay so what started as like a band band in 72 with members like jeff skunk baxter who later joined the doobie brothers and yeah. denny diaz uh or diaz uh, i think it's diaz but um uh who played guitar, who later played guitar on Asia, the song. Um, yeah. and um, you know, they were like a touring thing up until 74. They put out these couple albums. Um, Can't Buy a Thrill is one of them, with the very famous song called Reelin' in the Years, uh, that everybody should know. If they don't know it already, they know it. Uh, it's everywhere. You can't you can't escape it. And so, um, there's that. And then, you know, they put out these other three or four albums. Uh uh Countdown to Ecstasy, of course, uh Pre- uh Pretzel Logic next, and then uh Katie Lied. And uh they put out all these records and then they sort of became a studio-only thing. And uh that's when they put out uh, am I skipping one? I believe it, ah. uh, it's, uh, it's, scam. is the Royal Scam, right? It's is next with a song called Kid Charlemagne" on it, which is yes. one of the, probably the best songs ever written of all time with one of the greatest guitar solos of all time, uh, played by Larry Carlton, Vanessa Carlton's uncle. Oh, uh, wait, really? Yeah. Wait, no way. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh yes. Oh yeah. Making my way downtown to hear greatest solo ever. Dude, um, that's that's
2: a that's actually a, I really enjoy that song. Oh yeah, that's a, that's its killer tune. Yeah. That's that's amazing and and uh yeah, Larry Carlton shoot. I actually uh to plug my Instagram one more time. If you guys scroll down, I have a a guitar cover of of the Kid Charlemagne guitar solo. It's one of my proudest guitar moments. Oh, beautiful.
0: So I, yeah.
2: Oh yeah, I love that. Nice. I love that, man. Oh, it's so, the best. It's the best yeah so by this point then uh they've they've become this studio band a lot of the members have left uh we're down to now just kind of these these two core uh founding members uh donald fagan and walter becker tell tell me a little bit about uh these guys
0: so donald fagan and walter becker they met up at bard college uh and they uh you know uh one's from jersey the other one's from queens um two dudes from the, I'm, I'm from Long Island myself. So, uh, uh, you know, uh, two dudes who started off as songwriters, you know, at like the Brill building or whatever it's called and, uh, slowly turned into this band. Um, you know, they're, they're weird cats. They're the weirdest cats in the entire world. They were English majors at Bard, uh, with probably music on the side and, because of it they wrote some of the craziest deepest lyrics that you could possibly imagine uh to these tunes and they're they're crazy people i don't know how else to say it they're they're literally crazy people
2: yeah they're uh there's some pretty legendary dudes like (laughs) kind of uh like uh a little bit um like they're they're very much like uh, you know, East Coast private school English major type guys, yes. but they're also very like beatnik yes. in a way. Sure. They're uh, they have this like very like like they have kind of some jazz cred, right? At least now, you know, like totally. you know, totally um, like they're super interesting dudes and and uh, very much walked the walk too. Um, and that's something I I think we'll talk about more here on Gaucho. I, I think by this album they were. Uh, kind of getting a little lost in the sauce Would would you say so yeah
0: yeah but that's the best that's the exactly. best thing ever <laughs> yes
2: <laughs> that's that's kind of why i wanted to talk about this album i i i love all their albums i've sure. every single one of their albums has spent time as my number one dan album right uh so it's hard to choose um you know, Asia is the one that got me into Steely Dan. Right. Uh, which I think okay. a lot of people uh, have been there. You know, Asia, I think, is kind of considered to be, like, their masterpiece, uh, you know, in a lot of ways. And I think that's totally valid. Totally. Um, so Asia, of course, comes
0: out after uh, 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 Countdown to Ecstasy. Uh, no, and... uh, sorry, not Countdown to Ecstasy. Um, whatever it's Royal, scam. Royal Scam. Royal but Scam, but of course. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: Royal Scam. Um, so learning. it comes out after uh royal scam and um uh it's yeah it's kind of it breaks new ground for them in a way it's like this 78, 78 and it it kind of it kind of breaks new ground it it, it it has this really cohesive sound you know all all throughout the rest of their albums they're a little bit all over the place with kind of jazz and rock and blues and even like they'll break out these like almost uh like reggae tunes and kind of like latin vibe at times which is sure. cool as hell like as a musician, I love it, but uh, Asia comes out, and it's this very cohesive sound and so highly polished. What, what, what are your thoughts on Asia? Give us a little snapshot. Like, what, what is Asia like when that comes out?
0: Oh, I mean, I mean, it's the perfect blend of like rock and jazz, I think is what people would say, and um, it's just got some of the most incredible tunes on it, the funkiest, coolest, poppiest stuff in the entire world, rock stuff. You know, uh, you know, and, and just stuff that just would never be on a rock tune. Uh, Rick, Rick Beto has got a great video where he talks about the age, the song Asia on Asia and how it's basically got like a Prague drum beat. It's a Prague tune that like was on the radio and it's got a, you know, like a three minute drum solo at the end or whatever it is, you know, and just how that was on the radio and how. This was like a single. It just—it was insanity. So it's—it's—it's it's, uh, it's groundbreaking stuff to say the least. It's—it's it's the weirdest, coolest, scariest stuff out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: Steve Gadd's drum solo on that is fucking incredible. And yes. and Steve Gadd. I mean, we've already touched on so many great session guys from uh, Jeff Scott Baxter, Larry Carlton, Steve Gadd. Now, I mean that's what you're going to see with the Dan is that Fagan and Becker at this point, they are are just kind of pulling every string and just pulling the greatest session musicians of all time to just come in on, you know, a single song or whatever. right? Right. Um, Exactly. You know, just, and and so they get, you know, Steve Gad, who, you know, if, if if the viewers don't know Steve Gad, um, he played uh, like, you know, the classic drum beat on 50 Ways to Leave Your Lover. Um, uh, Very sick. that's Steve Gad. Um, he did. Uh, he played with the band Stuff, who I've been really into recently. Uh, he played uh, on Aldimiola's first record, along with Jaco Pistorius and who has a Chick Corea on keys. Oh, OK. Um, yeah. I, what, what else is Steve Gabbin? He's been in like everything.
0: Uh, I just heard um, on the Beatles radio the other day, he played on this one tune with Paul McCartney and uh, Stanley Clark, I think, like on bass and <laughs> Paul McCartney on guitar. It's on some random McCartney album. Uh, and it was awesome. Uh, he played with Paul McCartney. He played with everybody, is, I guess is what I'm saying
2: yeah he's he's an incredible drummer and and so steely dan got to bring him in he was on a couple dan songs but they brought him in and he did this unbelievable drum solo two takes um, only two takes two takes and 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 what what was the story about his uh stick click yeah at the exactly end of the first take? Yeah. Right, exactly how
0: cool is that Though no, that's like not that was on purpose i mean the dude is just wild
2: you know yeah, because it was it was what like Fagin heard him do that I, if you guys are listening to the song, you'll hear after one of his drum fills, he ends it with, you know, instead of, I think he's doing like a triplet thing. And instead of ending it on a snare, or what have you, he he clicks his sticks together. Yeah. And I guess Fagan heard him do that and said, Oh, Steve, you got to run it back, man. I, I heard that I heard you fuck up. Like he thought, oh he was going to hit his snare and he hit his own stick like he thought it was a fuck up sure and so steve gad goes yeah i'll do it again he plays it note for note and ends it with the stick like, like, damn
0: <laughs> so cool <laughs> i didn't know that story that's awesome i didn't know that yeah is, isn't that the story or am i, I got, getting that wrong no that's crazy i didn't know that at all i i uh i mean as far as i know is did you learn that from the rick beto video yeah, I believe that's okay. where that was. Yes, yeah. yes. Okay, okay, okay. I got to rewatch that. But yes, I guess that's what he says in that. That's awesome. That's so sick. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. that album has just got an array of the greatest players ever. Uh, and, you know, the thing I was going to say about the two takes, Steely Dan didn't do two takes on anything. Everything was no. 20 takes. <laughs> uh, a song we will eventually talk about on Gaucho, I don't know if you know the story, on Babylon Sisters, there was like 250 mixes that he did. <laughs> 250. And by oh, the 250th no. one, they gave him a golden floppy disc. Cause they were like, you know, and on like the 249th one, you know, he was like, ah, oh, this one snare drum hit, it just isn't loud enough. <laughs> So let's just we got to do the whole thing again, guys.
2: Run it back, run it
0: back two hundred forty <laughs> fifty goddamn times. <laughs> yeah,
2: it's freaking legendary, man. So it's it's funny, like Asia. It's funny to me, Asia. It's it's considered their masterpiece and, and totally valid, I think. But um, it, Asia to me is uh, it, it's weirdly like a little more self serious than most of their records.
0: I would sure. say sure.
2: Sure. And I think the reason Gaucho catches people off guard is because it comes out right after Asia here, 1980. Right. Uh, it has a uh, similar uh, to identical production value. You know, it's highly polished right. uh, like Asia. Right. But I think it catches people off guard because they return to some of their old lyrical themes of, of, uh, you know, Steely Dan loved to sing about kind of uh, like uh, Lo- pimps and drug dealers and and losers totally. and cheats and grifters and and you know they they and criminals and kind of this and that and there's always this snark and this sarcasm and this uh, sort of they're always kind of like winking at you and, <laughs> and idolizing these these uh, losers uh, right losers yeah. but also right. kind of like lampooning them at the same time right. and it's it's this very they strike this really great balance uh and it's funny to go from asia which is to me a lot more self serious back to Gaucho and you hear the production value, but also get to hear about uh I mean, let, let's jump in. Babylon Sisters. What what is Babylon
0: Sisters about? Oh boy. Um all right. <laughs> Babylon Sisters, shake it, baby. Um what what can be said about that? Well it's uh it's a song about to me. Okay, well if you go to songmeanings.com, right, good old songmeanings.com and you go to the Steely Dan section, there is uh a plethora of incredible explanations and i have always sort of referenced this uh when listening to tunes and talking about the meanings with my friends um so they say some really cool stuff stuff that you know is pretty pretty detailed they get some people get really into the meanings of the songs um but basically to me it's always been about an older guy uh with you know um you know uh, with like a prostitute Probably um, And um, You know he's sort of He's getting a little older For this you know, there's a big age gap Between the two of them with lines like Turn that jungle music down just until we're out of town Sort of thing like he doesn't want to be Noticed with this, with this girl um, You know uh, This is no One night stand kind of thing This is like this is a big deal and you know, close your eyes and you'll be there. It's everything they say. The end of a perfect day, distant lights from across the bay. So it's supposed to got. Supposed to got. I guess it's got a this like, L.A. vibe, you know. Uh, yes. Which I guess the whole album is sort of about L.A. and its seedy characters. Uh, and this is definitely one of them. Uh, here come the San San Ana winds again. You know, they're they're talking about. It's like some dude who's like on the San, Ana. Highway, I think that's a thing.
2: Uh, yes, the Santa Ana Highway uh, is the 55. In fact, I'm uh, I literally the 55 freeway is what I take to work every morning. I'm about five minutes from where it terminates right here in Costa Mesa. Ah. Um, so yeah, I, I the Santa Ana winds actually uh, it's a specific uh, weather phenomenon here in Southern California. So uh, most of the time the winds come from the ocean uh, onto the land and it's this nice kind of cooling uh breeze but then uh sometimes the winds change direction and come from onshore uh and and bro- blow the opposite way and it's kind of this uh, dry hot kind of wind and they call it the Santa Ana wind no
1: way
2: uh, so, yeah yeah, so so saying like, here come those Santa Ana winds again. That's like a really <laughs> uh, like deep shot, <laughs> yeah, like local, yeah. like locals only kind of. Um, it's sick, man, and uh, you know, opening line, drive west on Sunset to the yeah, sea. Yeah. Um, I've I've been lucky enough to uh be driving down uh the four hundred five freeway uh and and be driving through west la passing the sunset boulevard exit and i put on this song and i got to hear drive west on sunset <laughs> to see it's just it's just fucking cool man yeah um it's so so cool and it's it's uh you know the dan this album it's funny because asia i've heard characterized as a very like new york sure, album, totally uh, but, it was reco- but it was recorded in la but of course uh, yeah and then this album references la you know, in name directly so many times, but they recorded it in New York. So just kind of this funny reversal and it very much, uh if you look at uh, Asia and Gaucho as sort of sister albums, you can look at them as sort of yin and yang in a way too. Oh, like they have so much of each other, uh it, you know, there's so much shared DNA, but they're also so opposite in so many ways. So I, I don't know, it's it's just so cool to me. I love um, that, I love that. Again, and then
0: this is also a great example of the Bernard Purdy.
2: Oh, uh, but of shuffle, course,
0: honestly. he brings it back Uh, it was, you know, he did it the first time in home at last and, uh, he brings it back for good old, uh, Babylon sisters, which is. What a way to start a record with those first couple Tom hits or whatever. It's, uh, it's beautiful. I was listening to it in the car, uh, today, in fact, in preparation for this. So, um, it just sounds great in a car. And I've heard them even say that in interviews, you know, like, um, you know, it, they they would mix it for for the car and drive around and be like does this sound good in, a, in our cars
2: that's funny because that's always one of the final steps in my mixing process as well as i put the you know whatever stage of mixing i'm at i put the tracks on my phone and play it through my like somewhat shitty yeah, car yeah, totally and that's that's one of my steps yeah um what uh fagin comes in on the keys here what what is he playing like do you know what kind of keyboard? uh
0: no i'm not i'm not that good um but what That's what is okay. he is he playing he's playing his what you call it right um he's this is this tune has got the um harmonica i mean uh whatever it's called uh on it right
2: uh oh the
0: the, the melodica. melodica yeah right okay yeah i'll I'll count that. Okay,
2: so I'm gonna stop you. You've hit a couple. <laughs> um, <laughs>
1: drink up, everybody! Uh,
2: drink up. That's right. In fact, that's actually one more. Say the word "drink" is one. Oh, so I'll give go. you one for oh, drink again. <laughs> Okay. Drink again. Um, <laughs> so say the word "drink." Uh, recite lyrics. Mention pop uh mention a part of a drum kit and name a type of keyboard i'm, I'm gonna say melodic accounts because it has oh, a oh what what,
0: what was he it. playing on it i believe he was playing a rhodes that's what you were getting at i get it now i get it yeah, now. yeah there you go um, very good what was, what was fagan playing on that one you're too funny you are too funny yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I was like, wait, is there some special thing? I don't know. Uh, It's it's, it's
1: just his (laughs) roads. (laughs) Um, Um,
0: I was going to say, going back to like talking about the characters and stuff like that, I've seen Donald Fagan give talks a couple times. uh, In person, yeah. And he's told some pretty hysterical stories. But one of the things he said at both of the things was... um, at both the talks was, um, I can picture the room that the character is sitting in.
1: Okay. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, I do with that what you will, but um, you know that, like, just to give you an idea, like these dudes thought of it like a play. You know what I mean? Yeah. It wasn't just lyrics and and stuff. Like they really, they really thought of it as like. Of, of universe you
2: know yeah it really is it's it's almost this uh um a previous guest was mentioned the zappa uh, what what does he call it not the zappa it's kind for... of the zappa universe but it was like the, there's a word for it like the zappa like continuity or something like that where like he kind of ah. has these uh continual references and,
0: ah. and it's almost like
2: it all takes place in the same world and i feel like the dan are very similar um yeah you know yeah like i I, I, back to kid charlemagne right like clean this mess up else we'll all end up in jail the test tubes and the scale just get it all out of here right um it's like yeah they're it's literally they're they're pinning the picture of the room for you like you can picture this like you know seedy like rented hotel room and they're quickly cleaning up their little drug lab to to get out of there i think the people down the hall know who you are right like is there gas in the car like it's just it's so perfect man oh Um, it's the best
0: you know who that song is all about right who Uh, Owsley, the guy who invented acid. Oh, really? Yeah, the guy who gave acid to the Beatles and, uh, you know, like, was, like, best buds with the Grateful Dead and everything like that in in San Francisco. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's about him. Um, he he drove around in a Technicolor motorhome. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I've heard them say that out and out in interviews that's no there's no mystery there
2: that's so rad i I actually had no idea that that's really cool
0: yeah Um, i actually made a t-shirt all about it
2: (laughs) really oh shoot i'm gonna have to (laughs) yeah yeah
0: that's that's
2: that's amazing man yeah you've you've got some deep cuts on some of those shirts man that's
0: that's amazing (laughs) thank you thank you just uh Um, putting this putting this knowledge to work
2: yeah, and and, and and good work too. Good oh work. thank you.
0: I appreciate that. Just so you know, just so everybody knows, the, the beer that I'm drinking is uh six point four uh alcohol by volume.
2: Oh nice. Yeah. I'm I'm drinking little, one that's uh a little headier. <laughs> Seven, I'm at 7.0, so I've, I've oh. up up you there. <laughs> oh, boy. You're,
0: oh, I'm, a, I'm drinking a Montauk, which I just found out is actually not from Montauk.
2: Really? Where do they make it?
0: They make it in... Wait, it does say Montauk. Never mind. Oh. <laughs> My friend's mom doesn't know what she's talking about. But anyway. Uh, but anyway. Um, yeah, The Dan. Um, Babylon Sisters. The best. Great opening tune. Um, you know, you should know by now that it's just a spasm, uh, in your pants. I believe right, is what like he's referring to.
2: TJ, uh, it's cheap, but it's not free. Oh, right? But, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 beautiful, man. Um, so great opening tune. Um, great opening <laughs> tune here. Um, Incredible and, and very. This one, like perhaps more than any other song, harkens back to Asia, maybe. Um in terms of its uh structure and the yeah the drum beat the the roads just kind of to me this one sounds like it is a continuation of Asia to an extent um and then the next song uh, right departs from that a little bit, although it is also about an older man uh kind of yeah. uh, hitting it off with a younger woman, huh <laughs> oh
0: boy, oh boy, this tune this is this is it this is as good as it gets basically right here.
2: Yeah, tell us about Hey 19.
0: Wow. Um, I mean, this is a hit song in all shapes and forms. Uh, The lyrics are hysterical. It's clearly about a older dude, probably some guy who's maybe just out of college or in a senior year in college, and he's basically taken back to his apartment or dorm, um, you know, uh, a younger a younger gal a gal who is 19 years old specifically and uh they try to listen to records and hang out uh but she apparently has never heard of Aretha Franklin she uh, don't remember the queen of soul <laughs> she she might know who Aretha Franklin is but uh, yeah. <laughs> but Aretha uh is who Donald was listening to that night uh <laughs> And uh so she doesn't she doesn't even know she can't hang, she doesn't know tunes. I know the feeling. I've tried to talk to people about Steely Dan who <laughs> are 19 years old, and they have no idea what the hell I'm talking about and want nothing to do with what I'm talking about. Um but um uh you know it uh and basically what he finds out at the end of the night is that the Cuervo Gold, mm-hmm. which is uh, obviously tequila. And the fine Colombian, which <laughs> I'm sorry, this might mistake, this might surprise some of you. The fine Colombian is actually marijuana. It is not cocaine.
2: Oh, oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. I can dig it. Now that's that, that surprised. I, I did not think of that. Cocaine okay. is
0: cocaine, and Colombia go hand in hand, right? I mean, like these mm-hmm. days, but back in the day. Colombian weed was known to be really, really sick. And I only know about this because I'm a member of about five different Steely Dan Facebook groups (laughs) whose audience and members are probably all 60 plus, right? Like there's, they all know what they're talking about. They know what they're talking about. They were there. They smoked the fine Colombian they know what the fine colombian is. So, um I even found a t-shirt the other day from the 70s that had like Colombian is the best and it had a big uh, weed leaf on it. So just to like double quadruple. And I and even on and right here I will I will say it on songmeanings.com, the Colombian they referred to in the song was actually about marijuana, not cocaine as popularly believed. Uh back in the 60s and 70s, most cocaine most cocaine still came from Peru. While a hell of a lot of marijuana came from Colombia, it wasn't until the mid-80s that Colombians became known for cocaine, at least in the United States. That's when Scarface came out. That's when people started saying, that's when people started associating cocaine with Colombia.
2: That's fascinating. Yes. I I had no idea, man. Oh, yes. This is why why I brought you on the program, man. (laughs) This is this is why you're here. This is, you were you were you're proving who are you and why should we trust you? This is why. Right I am, here. Guys.
0: I am a member of five different Facebook groups. That's why you should trust me. Hey, good enough for me, man. That's awesome. Um, <laughs> so uh
2: here's the thing though. If if you the listener came here to talk about cocaine with us, right. don't worry. Don't worry. It's it's coming. It's coming. <laughs> <laughs> it's but, next but, tunes. But, I, but i want to talk a little more about hey 19 right but of um, course but of course so this is one i don't know for a fact but i i have an idea here in my head but something tells me that bernard purdy did not drum
0: on hey 19 he did not but i think Who? probably on his Who website or? it says that he did um oh does it <laughs> yeah i was gonna say bernard purdy's website is like wrong it's just oh. <laughs> so wrong. It's got a bunch of songs that he maybe played on, but they did not use his final track, kind of thing. But um, I
2: see because because that actually kind of fits because because this one to me and this I don't know this for sure, but but maybe you could enlighten me. Who or what played drums
0: on Hey Nineteen? Oh, I don't know. But wait a minute, I have a feeling this is a, this is a buzzword.
2: Oh, it's actually not. It's, <laughs> okay. it's actually not. <laughs> okay,
0: I can. Um, I, 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 It's on the tip of my tongue. I don't know who did. Uh, I don't um, know if it's somebody who's super famous or not. Do you know? Is that why you're asking? I don't
2: actually know. Okay. Um, I'm sure I could. Uh, I'm sure I could look it up. But I know that Dan did something. Uh, kind of interesting on this track. Um, here, actually, let me click on personnel real quick and just make sure this is what track two. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not. Oh, uh, Rick Rick morota Oh, did Rick Mar- Oh, he did. Okay, Rick Marotta played track yeah. on on drum too. Yeah. Okay, okay. Never mind. And I was Steve uh, Gad
0: played percussion.
2: And he played. Yeah, that's right. Actually,
0: shit. Good old, there you go. Yeah, good old. uh Yeah, Rick Marotta.
2: Rick morota There you go. Um, that's actually so funny because uh, for some reason this one struck me as a Wendell track, but I guess it wasn't. Uh,
0: but of course, well, we should talk about Wendell, right? Yeah,
2: let's talk about Wendell. Who, who or, or what is Wendell?
0: Oh, boy. All right. So uh, Steely Dan, the perfectionist that they are, wanted, before it existed, uh, something that could quantize live drums <laughs> in the studio. Uh, yeah. They got the best session players in the world, and they still, still weren't uh, happy with it. So they brought in a computer. For uh, 150 grand, uh, Roger Nichols, their engineer, basically said, "I can do that uh, in fucking <laughs> '79) was like, "Yeah, yeah, just, just give me 150,000 dollars," and basically came back with a supercomputer that could <laughs> quantize live drums in real time. Uh, or whatever the hell it was, like you know, basically instead of you know, it it wasn't a drum machine; it was Pro Tools before Pro Tools, which is just
1: oh shit.
0: Okay, insane. it so, also so, was a drum machine too, though.
2: Okay, okay, because I was gonna say this. The reason I brought it up is because this track felt. So perfect in terms of the beat that I see. I thought Wendell was just a drum machine. I didn't even pick up on the quantizing part. That's oh. actually fucking revolutionary. No,
0: that's why. That's it's, incredible. Exactly, that's why it's revolutionary. Yeah, that's why it's really oh. insane. It quantized. I thought it was just like a in nineteen fucking seventy nine. In in nineteen eighty. Yeah. No. 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 Uh, but it might. Maybe I'm totally wrong, and I've just listened to too many oh, it was this, oh, it was this, instead of actually hearing from Donald Fagan himself. But um, as far as I know, it quantized live drums, and that's why this record is literally perfect. And then uh, they improved upon it for The Nightfly, and the Wendell 2 is on that and uh,
2: the wendell 2 yeah. bro. i didn't even know there
0: was a wendell oh 2. yeah oh wait, so wait do you like the nightfly do you know the nightfly album yes okay
2: the nightfly is fucking sick oh, in yeah, fact yeah. i just sent it to uh i i do a thing for redefining records if you guys are listening you should follow redefining records because every wednesday we do a uh a uh, song and a selfie. So everybody who's sort of affiliated with Redefining Records sends Andrew, our fearless leader, a selfie wherever we are at that moment. We send a selfie and whatever song we're kind of listening to that day. And this last week, I sent him uh, IGY. Oh, beautiful! With the little the the little caveat of you know you, before you listen to this one you need to go find the nicest speakers you can find or the nicest <laughs> headset whatever yeah. the nicest fucking thing you can find yeah. and then listen to it like, <laughs> right. this right. is this is like maybe the greatest uh mix that you will ever hear right so well you yeah. know oh,
0: yeah. the uh, a little funny thing back in the day is when you would buy your stereo system it would come with a copy of Asia <laughs>
2: That's incredible
0: Yeah literally like at PC Richards or whatever these places are, you know what I mean? When you would buy your stereo system, it was like tradition for them to give you a copy of Asia just so that you could (laughs) tune your stereo to the most perfectly recorded thing on the friggin' planet.
2: That's incredible, man. What what a, what a great, bring it back, man. Bring that back. I know. Right. I I say, I say if you buy a a new pair of headphones or a new speaker, they should give you like a, Like a digital download code to like a lossless wave file of uh either Asia or like the night fly. Like you know <laughs> right.
0: Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. That's that's brilliant. incredible, man. I know. How crazy is uh, that? Old I mean, how awesome. Anyway. That's that's awesome, man. But um, um
2: but yeah. So, Hey, 19, obviously one of their big hits. This was one of the ones I knew before I, like, got into Steely Dan. Exactly. Um, yeah, this, this was one. Um, and so, great song. I mean, super great vibe to it. And um, really fun one. The best
0: thing was when Walter Becker was still alive, uh, when they play this song live, uh, when it gets to the Just Before the Cuervo Gold part, everybody, the, you know, the band would kind of break it down and Walter would talk. And you can find videos of this all over YouTube of, like, Walter's spiels. And these were, like, the best, some of the best moments of going to Celia Dan shows back in the day before he died. You know, like, he would always, he'd, like, complain about stuff. He would just say the funniest shit because he clearly was the funniest dude ever. The funniest dude ever. And probably was, it probably is, a, was, was, and is a lot more fun to hang out with than Donald Fagan. But, um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> at least that's what I've sort of gathered. Um, but the whole thing was he would break it down and then he would be like, and, and what, what's everybody drinking out there? What's everybody drinking out there? And then we'd go, the queer and everybody would get, the band would go into it. It was like, it was so much fun. It was so much fun. And there's there's one from Australia, uh, from an Australian show where he makes fun of Australians the entire time. (laughs) (laughs) You should check that out. I'm gonna have to
2: look at that, man. I um, there is a. Have you seen the the video of them where they're uh, it's like they're promoting the uh, Everything Must Go album, and they're like in the taxi cab in Vegas. Sure, you've seen that. Sure, of course, of course.
0: So you you understand that that's a Parody of Taxi Cab Confessions, a show that was right, popular, right, right. and they got the same woman to do it. Oh, that was the la- oh, I didn't realize that was the lady. That's from the it. lady from Taxi Cab Confessions too. Yes, oh, which was popular on I HBO, see. an HBO show uh, where people would talk, where she would ask them like sex questions and stuff like that. So the the joke was it was Steely Dan in the back of the thing picking everybody up. <laughs> And most of the people were just drunk people on the strip of Las Vegas who, like, barely knew who Steely Dan was. And I think that one girl goes like, oh, yeah, I know who Steely Dan is. Uh, You guys have that song, Reeling in the Sheaves?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. Because Bringing in the Sheaves, of course, is a very famous song and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, the Flanders sing it on The Simpsons. That's the only reason I know about it. But um, um <laughs>
2: yeah, that's that's amazing, and it's it's funny because it's like my takeaway from that was that Walter Becker was like a really cool guy and like very personable, and Donald fagan was just so over it.
0: <laughs> yeah, you can tell. Yeah, that's exactly who they are. Oh man, yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, dude, I was gonna say that, like Walter Becker wasn't really around when they mixed Gaucho. It was all Donald Fagan. and Donald Fagan... Right, because he Donald Fagen. Yeah, go, go on. I was gonna say, well, Donald Fagan, as you can, as we're like, you know, we're sort of discovering here and talking about, he's a total tightwad. You know what I mean? He's a total perfectionist, crazy person, with the two hundred and fifty mixes on Babylon Sisters and stuff like that. You know what I mean? He was le- like they left him to just basically be in charge, and I mean, he made the most, the tightest, the tightest thing ever. Um, but I mean, and thank God, thank God for it. Uh, because it, it's the friggin' best. Um, yeah, lost in the sauce. Yeah,
2: so, so speaking of lost in the sauce, then, and this is a great segue, why was
0: uh, uh, Walter Becker not present? As far as I know, and I, this is just something I heard from a guy when I worked in a bookstore and he used to talk about Steely Dan with like these, like record collector collector kind of guys um i heard some story about some girl od'd in walter walter becker's apartment yeah right isn't that what it is
2: it's so it's that so there's there's two things that went down with walter becker from what what i've read and it's that first he was out walking one night with a girl i don't know if it was the same girl but he was hit by a car, yes. like a car jumped up the curb and hit totally. him, and he was able to, like, you know, push the girl out of the way, but he got hit by a car, so he was, like, laid up in the hospital and then, right, like, like later... A girl, yes, OD'd in his apartment. Um, oh my god, he was a fucking drug addict. Uh, yeah. so he was like giving drugs to this girl, and and I'm not sure if it's the same girl from hey 19. There,
0: uh,
2: it's... Yeah, it could be. <laughs> like that could be a <laughs> very true story, you know. Um, and and judging by the next couple of songs, I mean, uh, look, my my take on Gaucho is that by this point, Fagan and Becker had. Become characters in a Steely Dance album.
0: They have become third world men. They had become third
2: world (laughs) men. I like to say that if if you if you met the guy from Deacon Blues and got to hear his music, it would be (laughs) (laughs) goucher And the like series of misadventures that go on with this album. to me just continually support this theory
0: um do you want to move on to glamour profession sure. all right now <laughs> sure <laughs> they're all they're all so good i mean these are all heavy hitters mm-hmm. um but yeah glamour profession oh my god it's my favorite song in the whole world it's my favorite steely dance song
2: really yeah. oh that's amazing T- well tell me about it let make make your case because i fucking love it too. Uh, i, I want to hear it.
0: wanna it's hear just it. okay so for me like this one was left off of that decade of steely dan right like uh yeah. you know uh both babylon sisters and hey 19 are on the decade of steely dan so it wasn't until i got the album that i heard this one and my my older brothers like turned me onto it said you got to listen to this one this one's the craziest one they've ever written the words are so insane um oh, yeah. and it's it's probably as complicated as it gets while still sounding so tight and funky and scary uh, I mean where do we begin 605 outside the Stadium outside the stadium Like <laughs> you know it's supposed to sound Like you know going back to the, You know talking about LA and everything like that It's supposed to sound like uh, A screenplay You know what I mean yeah. Yeah. it's supposed to be written Like yeah. the top of a screenplay you know uh, Special delivery for Hoops McCann Holy moly uh, Clearly a basketball star who dabbles in cocaine and this oh, okay. this song is the is the story of a cocaine dealer in LA going from famous person to famous person uh dealing cocaine and uh and and having a great time um eating dumplings and um and you know it just describes all these these crazy people who, who they, who they, who he sells cocaine to. For instance, this, this guy Hoops McCann, uh, who is a basketball player, um, who apparently is supposed to be like a reference to Doc Ellis. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. It's like a real guy. Who's a real guy. And then the the other one, um, who's the other guy? There's another, uh, uh if this is on okay hold on let me look at the song meaning really quickly um yeah go go for it go for it there was a guy there's one okay second. <laughs> there was like there's some i've seen somebody write a whole thing about a football player that they are like hiding the identity of who was like a guy who got arrested oh. for cocaine or something like that and he was like known to 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 dabble and that's who they're kind of singing about in the first stanza is...
2: is? But they they changed it to basketball but they cha- to sort of hide Yeah, his... yeah, yeah.
0: Um, he's schoolyard Superman. So just imagine this really cool basketball player dude who, you know, gets his strength from from the cocaina. Uh, one-on-one, he's crashing the backboard. He's jungle gym. And when it's all over, we'll make some calls from my car. We're a star. I mean, like, yeah, he's like a he's like a famous like to have a call. You know, to you know to have a phone in your car was like the biggest deal. Did you ever know anybody who had a phone in their car? Uh, no. It's it's uh,
2: or did I, I think one of my dad's business partners had one exactly was like the the late 90s and i exactly think exactly one of my dad's business partners like had one and i was like what the fuck exactly like, so cool yeah, <laughs> yeah. so and this, this would have been the late 90s so uh, for this to be written in, in like 78, 79, 80, somewhere, uh, right. that's like fucking insane. Yeah.
0: You have to be hella rich to have a phone in your car. <laughs> my god! You gotta be really rich! It's just the idea of like anyone who has a phone in their car has to be a drug dealer, you know, like back in that day. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. But, um, it's a glamour profession, the LA concession, local boys will spend the quarter just to shine the silver bowl. Living hard will take its toll. Oh my goodness. Um we're a star you know where we are we're a star me and you baby me and you baby (laughs) it's so crazy
2: uh it's just that sleazy steely dan like we're you know hey me and you we're gonna like right fuck it's just they're so good at just getting that sleazy but it's so slick like it's so like you know la hollywood we're at the stadium um you know uh Uh, you know we're going to barbados just for the ride right 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 sexy it's 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 flashy it's sexy but i'm the fucking sleazy ass drug dealer (laughs) who's like involved in all this like you know yeah so fucking dead on man
0: so yeah so the next stanza is all about you know uh uh you know this really rich guy who's got a yacht who like just goes out on it just you know to he's always stalking this this uh this this moray eel and he's at the wheel with his Eurasian bride. It's, you know, <laughs> uh, and, uh, you know, on the town we dress for action, celluloid bikers, you know what I mean? Like think the um, uh, James Dean and the yeah. wild thing or wild one. What What's the movie called? Um, uh, I, I think wild, wild ones. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. So think that, you know what I mean? Like uh, they're painting these Hollywood famous, beautiful uh classic cinema pictures for you uh but giving it this twist of of scariness um uh it's a glamour fashion hollywood i know your middle name yes like i know who your inspired, secret
2: who inspired your fabled fools that's my claim to fame right like so good like every idiot who moves to la thinking that they're gonna make it big like they have to come through me like they're gonna buy my fucking coke right and think that that's gonna get them behind like the locked doors and shit like you right. know i but he's also behind be the serious. locked doors let's, like he is the
0: yeah let, let, let's be frank it totally does get you behind mm-hmm. the no no i'm so sorry i didn't mean to cut you off right. there <laughs>
2: Well, that's that's the thing. Is it's like he it, he peddles it to the you know local boys will spend a quarter just to shine the silver silver bullets It's like the, the the local kids will spend money just to you know lick the little coke spoon or whatever. Right. But, um, but then he's also with uh, fucking you know the basketball players and the, the millionaires and, and this and that and so it's jive like he, and good old jive miguel jive, jive miguel from bogota <laughs> um, dude so <laughs> like he he's all over the place uh uh it, it's funny uh, do you listen to andre nicotina at all no Tell me about. He's it. he's he's West Coast. He's nicotina is like a Bay Area like West Coast rapper, and he oh. has this song. Um, he has this song uh called "Ayo for Yayo," oh. and it's uh, it's all about cocaine, and it's uh-huh. it's like it starts off talking about like a young girl who, uh, like grows up in the projects and starts hanging out with like prostitutes and coke dealers, and and then but then the final verse is about like, um, like I get behind locked like corporate doors and like locked doors and like uh. President Bush and and yeah, and, uh, yeah. and Whitney Houston do coke right, and like right. all this stuff like you know it's like all this right. it's like it goes from like <clears throat> the poorest of the poor start like slinging crack and doing crack but then also like the biggest fucking people on earth do coke and it's like right. it, it's a very similar sentiment I don't know it just made me think of that it's beautiful
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. so true man. cocaine is so beautiful and what it does to lives. <laughs> yeah, man. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. <laughs> oh, it's, one hell, of a drug. it's um, one hell of a drug. So, yeah, it's like the best tune ever. Uh, the bass on this tune is by uh, the same guy who played the bass all over the Nightfly. Uh, I can't remember his name at the top of my head. Oh, no. Uh, Anthony Jackson is his name, I believe. Um, yes,
2: yes, Anthony Jackson.
0: Yeah, he's just insane. He's one of the best bass players. In the world uh if not just he's just so nasty, so nasty, and he plays the impossible crazy spaces all over the place, baseline that is on this um it's so sick he's so sick, so just to give you a little it's it's one of the few session guys I know on 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 any of them it's I know it uh, I know he played on this and it's just incredible. The bass on this is incredible.
2: Yeah, there there's a great bass line on this song that uh it it fills in the spaces with the kind of synth line and stuff too. Yes. So good. So good. Um, um all right. So then
0: I think we killed that one, am I right? Oh yeah. I think we did. <laughs> I,
2: I think it's time to move on to the title track.
0: Good Gaucho. old title track. Oh boy, where do we start with this one? Uh Dude, well, let's let's start at the
2: beginning because there's actually a hilarious story behind the intro to this song, and uh, yeah, more proof to my theory that this is the album of the like wannabe jazz guy.
0: From my Beat God, that's uh, a great point. That's a great point. I know where you're going with this. I know where you're going yeah. with this.
2: So, what what, what is the, the the there is some controversy over the intro to this song. So, what, right. tell me about it here.
0: All right. Well, apparently, some might say. Not me, though, <laughs> because I live by the theory of you cannot copyright a vibe. OK, yeah, I'm just gonna, yeah. I'm just going to go out and say, hey, I don't think you can copyright a vibe. All right. We'll just say that before I start saying anything. Um, apparently, Donald Fagan vibed out a little too hard on the Keith Jarrett song uh, yeah. when writing Gaucho. Uh, and you know that you're living yours, I believe is the song. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, uh, if you listen to the two, yes, it certainly does sound like Gaucho. It sounds a shitload like Gaucho. <laughs> Especially really when that saxophone comes in too. Yes. My like goodness. that is
2: the worst, like most <laughs> offensive part of it. It's like, Ooh, okay. Okay. I yeah. mean, it All sounds right, like
0: just like it. Yes. Yeah. But. Here, I'll tell you, I'm somebody who's a songwriter. And let's just say maybe once upon a time, I wrote a song that sounded quite a lot like Peg. (laughs) And I and a band played that song all over the place. And people loved it. People liked it. They loved it. What am I saying? No, I'm kidding. Uh, No, you know, (laughs) it was like our hit tune. And, uh, but it was fair game in my mind because I didn't sing, you know, um, I didn't sing Peg over it or whatever. I didn't sing, um, you know, I seen your picture, your name and lights above it or whatever, you know, uh, I made up my own melody to something that had a ding, ding, ding kind of vibe. Uh, so I don't think that it is unfair. So basically, long story short, they got sued by Keith Jarrett. Steely Dan got sued by Keith Jarrett for having a song that sounded a little too much like a Keith Jarrett song uh, from a couple years earlier. I think that song's from like 73 and they eventually, you know, eight, seven years later, made a song that sounded like it, but I don't think that that's really fair. I don't think that that's, you know, I think... uh, I think Keith Jarrett's a little intense from what I've heard. You know, if you like sneeze at a Keith Jarrett show, he'll like walk off stage. So, you you know what I mean? (laughs) Like if you cough or something, like he's like, that's it. Fuck you. Fuck you, audience. So, uh, I, I think he's probably the most intense guy ever. So of course they probably settled. I know they paid him like a million dollars and and at the time which you know i think in like 80 whatever that must have been a lot and um they had to change the songwriting credit
2: yeah he's credited on that song now huh what
0: the fuck
2: yeah not cool
0: i don't know it's like the i wrote that little song that sounded like peg if i had to put donald fagan and walter becker on there like i mean that'd be really cool (laughs) well, it actually <laughs> be really funny. That'd be the coolest <laughs> shit ever. What am I saying? No, no, no. I mean, that would be really sick. But let's say it was a hit song for me, I'd be like, no, fuck you guys. Like, you can't copyright a vibe. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. You know?
2: Um, somewhat related, I I asked one of my did I put this in
0: a music news
2: recently? I feel like I put this uh I think one of my recent episodes I did a music news where like I don't know if you heard, but like Olivia Rodrigo was getting like uh some some criticism because one of her songs sounded like Pump It Up by Elvis Costello. Have you oh, heard about this? No, I haven't heard about one of, it. One of her like big hit songs is being criticized as like sounding too much like Pump It Up by Elvis Costello. And I listen to it and there's like a guitar riff that kind of does this descending like dan it kind of sounds like it. Okay. But then like Elvis Elvis Costello himself came out and was like, fuck you guys. Like she can play. That she can play it, man. It's rock and roll. Yeah. Shit's gonna sound similar. Let her fucking be. I was like, good for you, Elvis Costello. Hell yeah, man. What's Hell the, yeah. Like
0: The classic thing about the guy who uh Fogarty, right? Didn't he get sued by his record company for sounding too much like himself?
2: Oh what?
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. John Fogarty? Wait, oh
2: I didn't hear about oh, this Oh yeah, no. yeah, yeah. So
0: he had a song from like that sounded just a little bit like a credence tune. Right? He's in Credence. Oh. He's in Credence, right? Yeah. Okay, all right, just, yeah, he, yeah. All right, yeah. He had a song that sounded just a little too much like a Credence tune, according to like so, so that a fucking
2: solo tune. Yeah. sounded too much like a Credence tune. Oh, come the fuck
0: up. I know. And they sued. They, oh. they tried to sue him, but the, he won. He wound up winning in that case. So yeah. if that's not setting a precedent, you know what I mean? It's sort of like you can't copyright a vibe, dude. You can't. That's not fair. Like that, that that eliminates all songs. What are you talking about?
2: Yeah, dude, it's if, if we go there, like people would lose their shit over how many songs are just the exact same fucking song. Right. But like you know, it's like it it's there's so many songs that are like Every that,
0: song you know? should it, be it's... credited to the Beatles then.
2: You know what I mean? Like <laughs> like Well, but then the Beatles should credit every song to Chuck.
0: Right, Berry. exactly. Like you know, right, well, exactly. <laughs> we,
2: but we could do this
0: at No, like, you're they, right. they, you know, you But like you know, yeah, like like, <laughs> uh, like uh, the deftones Tones would have to credit yeah. the Beatles. Like whether they know it yeah. or not. You know what I mean? Like, um I, you know what I mean? I'm just like I don't even know why I said the deaf tones. <laughs> sure. I mean, oh. but hey,
2: fuck it. Anybody who's used a, a four chord minor replacement Right. right? Exactly. Like the, the That's,
0: fucking, right. Yeah. That's exactly what I mean. Yeah.
2: Um, anyway but anyways, so okay. So that's the intro to Gaucho. Oh, yeah,
0: so that's just the (laughs) intro. (laughs) That's
2: the (laughs) intro. Um, um, uh, dude, just when I say boy, we can't miss son, you were golden. Then you do
0: this. Oh man. So I So what's going on in this song? Oh well, I I never (laughs) knew what the hell this was. I thought this was a A wife talking to a husband about bringing home a friend that they shouldn't have brought home, or whatever.
2: Oh, like like the messy like college friend who's still single. He's like the the bachelor (laughs) guy. Like,
0: (laughs) but no, oh no, this is a song about Hollywood, baby, Mm -hmm. and about the fact that some people, even though they might like the same sex as they are uh, sexually um they're not allowed to discuss this because of their image their public image and uh this song just might be about a manager talking to his client talking to their client about the idea that this person has brought a lover obviously uh you know like a bisexual lover uh, some sort of lover that they shouldn't be bringing to some sort of gig or affair, whatever it is. And this person has got to go. This person cannot mm-hmm. be around. No, they cannot sleep in the car. Uh, no, you know, you, you know, uh, you could drive them near the free, drop them off near the freeway, as far as I'm concerned, and try again tomorrow. Right. like get. Get this person the fuck out of here. (laughs) (laughs) Because here's the thing.
2: It's not just like, you know, two dudes like hanging out, whatever. No, this guy is wearing a A spangled leather poncho and
0: elevator shoes (laughs) and elevator shoes. So there was there's discussion about um, some people thought that this one was about to be about like an athlete. People thought it was maybe possibly about an athlete, but the elevator shoes is the thing that totally gives it away because actors have to appear taller on screen. Mm -hmm. So that's a nice little, that's definitely, it's definitely about like an actor who comes across as straight, uh, in the limelight, but they're totally secretly gay. And, uh, this is their, you know, this is their, uh, Uh, this is their agent or manager basically saying that this is not going to fly at whatever event or occasion that they are at. Um, I'm like, so I know I'm repeating myself. I am looking through the song meeting to try to find some special line. Um, I know you're a special friend. Who is the gaucho amigo? He's upset and jealous that this guy is a flamboyant friend. That's just brought him to meeting with the agent the reference to the spangled leather poncho elevator shoes and bodacious cowboys the word bodacious the word bodacious cowboys. is yep. just the most hysterical fucking word in the entire world. Uh, I've been using that word
2: more in like my daily parlance <laughs> since like diving into gaucho like that is such a good fucking word. bodacious <laughs> um, bodacious cowboys such as your friend will never be welcome s- here high in the Custard. oh yeah and
0: what is a custer dome right
2: yeah that one i i don't know but i i to me like i it makes makes me think of uh um um general custer of the seventh cavalry like he's kind right. of this uh you know former confederate uh cavalryman who then uh kind of folds into the united states army and is out uh you know uh uh killing the indians like he's this very like man's man and he has a lot of pride in himself he's very vain but he's very wow. much like you that's, know it's this it's that's this incredible very, you know it's like every every uh you know, motherfucker in in California that wears cowboy boots has a little bit of General Custer in him, right? It's like this little bit of like I'm a, I'm a Southern boy, I'm a tough man, I'm a cavalryman, I'm a you know, and it's it's like almost this like uh, man, you you can't bring your your bodacious cowboy friend in into the Custer dome, like it's there, there are two <laughs> different kinds of cowboys here. You see what I mean? Like it's this. Here's like the 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 manly wow. men, the the the, the shot collars of Hollywood, like they're the fucking the big men. And then you bring this guy in like, no, no, no. These are, I'm, we're talking two different kinds of cowboys here, brother. Like th- this is not the kind of cowboy, like <laughs> he, he will never be welcome here in the Custard Dome. Like that's wow. how I take it.
0: Yeah. That is brilliant. Um, my friend who just read the Steely Dan book, um, both Reeling in the Years and Major Dudes, Just told me something about how they specifically even said it's supposed to be this like sci fi, like kind of what it sounds like, like a sci fi, like like
2: like dome society,
0: space needle. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, the top of the
2: space needle. And there's some sort of like like dome that you can live in, like a and that like it's like super
0: a... super fancy. Okay. And so like no 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 you cannot have this dude here, but it's almost <laughs> like it's almost like sci. It's like a space needle, fancy corporate hotel, place of business slash leisure. As my friend who I just texted in the last two seconds just told me.
2: Okay, so this is like the 1980. 1980- like like nowadays we would call it like the uh, like South Park had that episode where it was like the Soto Sopa like like you know <laughs> right, what I mean like right, that, right 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 this this is like that but 1980 like the, this is that <laughs> version of that. is that what I'm what I'm picking up like this, I but... guess so
0: yeah like when when they say when they say it at least think Space Needle yeah okay that's yeah. the best I got the best I got um but i love the custer thing that's really cool i mean that's what i was taking is it's like I mean, it's and like who's to say manly you're not right. man
2: manly man cowboy like that's like general custer like killing the indians he was a confederate good old boy he was uh this and that and he was that kind of cowboy but then there's like the
0: these, like gay bodacious, cowboy bodacious yeah, ones the, the, yeah the
2: bodacious cow it's like it's like <laughs> when i said cowboy that's not the kind of cowboy I ima- it's like you can almost imagine the manager being like yeah it's ca- it's like a cowboy vibe in there you know it's like cowboys it's like oh no 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 not this kind of cowboy not that kind of cowboy <laughs> you know
0: what I mean? it's like, yeah totally. it's almost like
2: it's almost like yeah man we're, we're gonna go meet with a bunch of like construction workers and then it's like village people construction worker you're like oh right, 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 no, right, no 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 right, right, right. not that not like
0: that like <laughs> totally no that's that's brilliant and who's to say who's to say you're not right? Who's to say you're not right? And that's 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 the best part of these damn songs is that we can talk about these things for eons and eons for an hour and seventeen minutes at least. Yeah,
2: at very least. But <laughs> well, we still got half the album here. Amazing okay. Let's okay. Uh dude, so, let's let's Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah finishing Gaucho, thoughts on, on Gaucho, yeah.
0: incredible tune, incredible song on piano, uh just just great. Just the best. No wonder they named the damn album after it. It's it's sick. Um it's one that you'll maybe not freak out over immediately, but eventually you'll realize just how tight and nice it is.
2: Um I only just started appreciating, for instance, so I, I this album I went through a huge gaucho kick uh kind of uh, well, I guess last summer is when I really went through a gaucho kick, but it's been coming back to me. And then I've been listening to it a ton this week in preparation for the episode. And um, only now am I starting to appreciate Walter Becker's guitar solo on oh. kind of the outro. Um, it's a rare Walter Becker guitar solo. Normally his guitar work is kind of confined to like rhythm playing mm-hmm. and stuff or play bass or this and that. But right um, on the early records. Yeah yeah this this is a rare Walter Becker guitar solo and it's so good it's it's just such a nice little thing that you get to savor I don't know I I was enjoying it this week so
0: oh I didn't realize that was him who played it that's sick
2: yeah he gets to show off his chops a little bit he's a really good guitar player in fact certainly Um,
0: certainly of course of course um he um it's really I mean it just reminds me of just how sad it was when he was like not totally there like in 2016 when i saw them he had to like sit down and and uh i don't mean i don't want to be a bummer it was just uh it was it was sad to see him slowly lose what you're describing yeah that's that's what i'm just reminded of why you say that walter becker was the fucking shit was the shit anyway yeah
2: yeah, amazing guy, man. Rest in yeah. peace. I know, I know. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm uh, trying to get out to Boston uh, this upcoming November to go see them. Um, I yeah. don't know if you saw, or you definitely saw it. I actually saw you did a post about it. Of course you saw it. Um,
1: <laughs> Shit, yeah! So. I've been waiting
2: for this all year,
0: <laughs> baby! Um, yeah, Yeah, oh man, I'm just bummed they're not doing the Beacon Theater, which is where I will typically go to every single night that they do. Yeah. dude um i'll be honest with you I've never, I've never seen them oh boy get ready for when they play asia dude keith carlock is just flawless the dude is the best the dude is so nice at just nailing everything and the the crazy freak out solo at, you know specifically the crazy freak out at the end of asia uh just get ready if you if you go and they they should play it they play it you know like every night practically um they've got it yeah yeah, i imagine so who uh do you happen
2: to know uh this is kind of random i don't know if you know but who do you know who's uh playing guitar for them right now
0: uh yeah of course so john harrington always has played with them and of course and connor kennedy is that a buzzword no (laughs) (laughs) okay (laughs) Is connor kennedy a buzzword no 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 okay so connor kennedy is like this 27 year old dude who uh Is on Instagram and stuff like that. Um, He owns a shirt of mine, at least. Uh, And um, he's been playing with them for the last couple of years. He's kind of got the like Jeff Skunk Baxter vibe. He's a little hell yeah. He's a little more rough and raw, whatever. John Harrington's been playing with them since the 90s. And he's like the guy who can mimic the solos perfectly, kind of thing. Like everybody's solo. So, I saw and,
2: his uh his rig rundown. Uh on oh, okay. guitar. Yeah. Right. Yeah. uh um, that's yeah. sick as fuck.
0: Yeah, wow. Harrington is great. Harrington is just like just classic. He's just he's been there forever now and he plays the solos. He plays most of the big solos kind of thing. Connor Kennedy he, oh, and nails them. And but also does his own little thing on them, but like the little bits you know like the little licks or whatever that you're like that has to be in there you know what i mean otherwise it wouldn't be that solo anymore he always throws those in there before he starts improvising or whatever um and uh connor kennedy is like great for like bodhisattva and railing in the years you know what i mean just like anything that's got like a harmonized guitar part you know what i mean he's like he's the dude for that
2: nice okay that's cool because i i oftentimes miss the yeah jeff skunk baxter uh elliot randall like i i miss those uh guitar parts and i I love that shit yeah exactly if you love that you
0: should check out there's a 96 concert uh wait
2: okay the it's 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 an album right it's what live in america or something like that or oh
0: no 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 but uh oh well okay there is that which okay. is from, as far as I know, the '96 tour. It's selective. It's selected songs from the '96 tour. But I could be wrong. It could be from the '94 tour. And
2: that I think you're right. Actually, okay. now that you say that, I think you're. I, yes, I, that sounds familiar to me now.
0: Because the '96, I was going to say, if you like heavier stuff, if you're somebody out there who's like, I don't like Steely Dan. I like metal. Um, you should check out. Green Earrings with Wayne Krantz playing guitar. It is the most metal steely dad is ever going to get. It is so badass. The dude plays the most psychotic solo over Green Earrings, uh, which is a really heavy, funky tune. Ice Cube even sampled it. It was so fucking heavy and funky. Really? Um, yeah. Um, I forget the name of the Ice Cube tune. But um, nonetheless, Ice Cube sampled it because it was so badass. Uh, and he's badass. And uh, uh, Green Earrings is the tune. Wayne Krantz, 1996. I think it's in Virginia. Got uh, it.
2: Is it live at Manassas? Yeah, in Virginia? That, yeah, that's Virginia. I'm, I'm, yes. I'm literally yes. on YouTube right now, like, yes. like looking for it because I'm going to queue it up so I can listen to it. It's um, a full like concert. Later. But if you skip to the... the Okay, yeah, live in in Manassas 96. Manassas VA. Yeah, that must be it.
0: Yeah. Oh, it's an incredible show. Donald Fagan's voice is a little lacking. So give him a break. Um, Sure. It's a long tour. Um, But Wayne Krantz uh, is is like two metal for Steely Dan and it's awesome. You can even like hear them be go like Wayne Krantz Oh boy. <laughs> oh, another one from Wayne. All right, Wayne. Thanks. Um yeah, it's really funny. Um so check that out. Uh the glamour profession fucking sucks unfortunately, but the okay. green earrings is fucking awesome. Uh and the Wayne Krantz solo on it is so badass and scary. Uh, so, uh, you know, it'll give you a nice, a nice idea of what live Steely Dan in the 90s is like. Plus, it'll give you a taste of heavier Steely Dan than you've ever heard them before
2: yeah okay one of these comments wayne's final solo on my old school is breathtaking not to mention how tight the band is. yeah so wayne is on this one okay yeah i think yeah. i'm on the right one yeah 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 okay, yeah, yeah, fuck yeah Yeah. oh it's, yeah wait here we go awesome. yeah wayne Krantz absolutely ripping it up on guitar on both green earrings and green flower sheet okay yeah oh yeah this is the one it's so Dude, sick. i'm so excited oh yeah it's i'm so excited so sick okay awesome Okay. Uh I'm, um, that's queued up on YouTube now. I'm listening to that immediately after uh we're done with this. Fuck yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> nice. Um dude, yes. All right. Uh Uh shoot, where were we? Uh, I know. Time out of mind. Time out of mind. Oh, all right. Speaking of great guitar players, yeah. Uh, time out of mind. Who who is the great guitar player that kind of gets like underutilized on this track? You Uh, know,
0: Mr. Dire Straits himself. Mr. Dire Straits, yes. Uh, Uh, Mark Knopfler. uh, Mark Knopfler, Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. So again, in a classic move that a like uh like wannabe jazz guy who's just making it big would make, is they manage to rope in somebody like Mark Knopfler do like hours upon hours of work with him and wind up with 40 seconds of like noodling like (laughs) yeah i know
1: right i know yeah
2: um so dude time out of mind what is time out of mind about
0: (laughs) well you know uh a song ago we were just two songs ago we were just talking about cocaine uh so let's talk about smoking heroin now yep um, because <laughs> that's what this song is about—smoking <laughs> fucking heroin. Um, I am holding the mystical sphere, and it's straight from Lhasa.
2: Where is? I don't know where Lhasa is.
0: So, um, black tar heroin—if you didn't know—usually comes clumped up in a little tiny ball, like a pebble. And <laughs> Lhasa is 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 mentioned previously is in Tibet. Uh, which is a region known for the production of the drug. Thank okay. you Thank you very much songmeetings.com. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah uh, tonight uh, Tonight when I chase the dragon, right, classic mm-hmm. chasing the dragon um, of good old um, you know, the 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 smoke looks like a dragon, and you're chasing it with your straw. Trying to suck it all up, kind of thing. But uh, specifically, I liked what somebody wrote here on songmeanings.com where they said, The silver may turn to gold. Where they said, Once the substance is spread on the foil and heated and heat is applied, the foil turns amber golden, amber slash golden from burning of the drug, which creates the smoke, which is chased by the user holding a uh, hollow tube like a straw and is inhaled. Um,
2: it's like the caramelized, <laughs> yeah. like almost oh fuck i didn't even think about
0: that i know that, that song is fantastic
2: damn yeah it'll really... i just thought that was like a uh like a uh uh just a i mean and i'm sure it is i'm sure it's a double entendre but i just sure. took it as a, a reference to like alchemy right like hey once you do this drug the silver will turn to gold right. like everything's gonna be yeah, good everything now everything's gonna be even your, better you're your, right, right your, yeah exactly right like, um damn but that's actually yeah like the the tin foil that is silver will literally turn gold when you burn it like that is literally what is happening the other one too that i that i stumbled upon was where he says like the water may change to cherry wine yeah Uh, again i thought that was sort of a a, you know alchemy or a reference to like christ you know turning water into wine it's miracle it's a miracle it's a miracle Uh, which I'm again i'm sure it
0: is listen Uh, but you uh, want to hear what they say on songmeetings.com yeah, lay it on me. In order to smoke black tar heroin, you have to dilute it with water and create a paste, which can be spread on aluminum foil, almost the consistency of toothpaste, which has a ruby color, similar to cherry wine. There you go. <laughs> Dude. Right there. Right there. Um, I do not. I think that one's a stretch.
2: <laughs> I mean it it works though, like fuck. Um what I would say the one other note is back on the first song Babylon Sisters sure. where he says uh drink Kirschwasser from a shell. Oh yeah. Kirschwasser is a German wine made out of cherries. So oh. just funny, funny connection. It's it's I guess it's uh I've never It was popular it,
0: that, at the time, I assume. Yeah. Hmm.
2: So funny connection there. They're always um, drinking
0: stuff from shells in Steely Dan songs. You know what I mean? That's right. They she drinks the zombie
2: from the cocoa shell. <laughs> yes exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Haitian divorce. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um uh, but, anyway man, I, we we gotta we gotta do like a maybe this will turn into a series. Like maybe we've we've done sort of the like, not quite the last Steely Dan album, but the last in, like, a long time. So maybe we go back to Can't Buy a Thrill. All right, we'll, we'll talk about okay.
0: it. Okay. Maybe. Who knows? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Happy. Happy to talk Dan all day. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, but
2: Time Out of Mind, what a, what a cool
0: song. What a oh. cool upbeat song. funky, Fun. Funky. This is a tune. This is the tune that if you're going to, like, get somebody into Steely Dan tomorrow, play them this song. I really think whoever you're going to play it for is going to go like, Oh fuck. Yeah. This song is great. You know what I mean? Like this isn't real and in the years, it isn't Brooklyn. It isn't my old school. The ones they've heard a thousand times on the radio. This is badass. This is about smoking heroin. Something scarier than you will ever do in your life. You're not, you're, you're some <laughs> normal person who listens to the podcast. You don't smoke heroin. You know what I mean? Like I don't smoke heroin. It's, fucking crazy but these guys decided to write a song about it
2: yeah dude and like these guys did it. Like that's the thing. It's like yeah, they are exactly. they are the like the they are the like nerdy English major guys, but right. they also like straight up smoked fucking heroin and shit. <laughs> they, like <laughs> they did the fucking thing, you know? Like right. they, they are legit, man. They're they're uh, they're legit. Like these guys have some cred.
0: And then the other thing that's super, super, super special about this tune, and this should be a buzzword if it isn't one. Mr. Michael motherfucking white lightning McDonald. bing bing
1: bing 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 Bing, 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 that is a buzzword okay mention michael mcdonald
2: i was uh (laughs) because you've mentioned doobie brothers a handful of times and i was gonna try and shoehorn it but man yeah you you fucking hit that on the head (laughs) michael mcdonald um (laughs) hell yeah Um, oh like like if you if you want to do a little sidebar right now on like michael mcdonald and steely dan yeah like he's on he's on what obviously peg showbiz kids this one
0: uh what else Uh, um if you give me 40 seconds i can tell you every single song he's ever played on (laughs) um because i turned it into a t-shirt uh that's right
2: um, yes you had the yes that's that's right
0: um so, Michael McDonald, if you didn't know, has sang on the following Steely Dan songs. Any world that I'm welcome to, Black Friday, Bad Sneakers, Chain Lightning, Dr. Wu, Don't Take Me Alive, Everything You Did, I Got the News, Peg, very famously, oh, Rose yeah. Darling, Your Gold Teeth 2, and motherfucking Time out of Mind. And apparently I heard the other day that he sang back up on Kid Charlemagne," deep, deep, deep in the mix. Really? Yes. And you won't find that on any website. And I might have heard that from somebody related to Michael McDonald. Wow. Yes. Related. Damn. Related. (laughs) So So this is like legit. They get to talk to him whenever they want.
2: Yes. Um, I gotta say, so, so this is, this is time I'm, I'm going to take a bummer here and talk a little bit about how I got into Steely Dan. Cause I have a big question for you. Sure. Um, uh, so the way I got into Steely Dan is the keyboard player in my college band, uh, introduced me to them.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and he actually funny enough, we were based in Santa Barbara, California. He worked at uh, the whole foods up there. Um, he was at the smoothie bar at the whole foods. And one day Michael McDonald came in. To Whole Foods and ordered a smoothie from him. And so on his Instagram, he has a picture like with his arm around Michael McDonald, like losing his shit. No way. And and, you know, this guy's my age. He's like uh, probably 26, 25, 26. And he's like starstruck to be meeting Michael McDonald, who's just like kind of an old man now, you know, whatever. Right, right. The coolest old man there is. The coolest old man. So something I gotta (laughs) ask you is like, So he got me into the Dan when he was probably like 21, 22. I was about the same age and I got super into the Dan. And I know a bunch of other guys like roughly my age, like kind of early 20s through mid 30s, roughly, who are like super into the Dan or have at least gone through a Steely Dan phase. Um, And I'm sure you in 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 your success on the Double Wonderful page and 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 selling these shirts and things. Uh, do you see that, too? Like, a lot of younger people are, like, in, really into Steely Dan now?
0: Yeah, so I actually got interviewed for uh, an article about just this and uh, by these guys called Defunct Magazine, and they asked me this exact question uh, because it is totally true. Uh, there is a Steely Dan resurgence in the last year, especially during Corv- uh, COVID and i think there's a bunch of reasons for it uh one of it being that there's no new guitar music uh really so um people tend to probably you know start looking for the best guitar music there is which is you know steely dan basically <laughs> because they have yeah. <laughs> the best guitarists ever uh you know like a whole list of them play on their stuff um but another thing is that you know because of covid time stopped and nothing new came out, so people started going backwards. um I think the dead has a lot to do with it too. um people got into the dead, but that there's a lot to the dead that sounds way different all you know there's a big wide spectrum of sounds you know, from like country to bluegrass to disco to just rock or whatever you know what I mean. There's just so much to the dead and um I think the Dan is a little easier to wrap your head around because there's only so many records and they're so tight and 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 consistent and, and just great and the lyrics are because, you know, white people dance to the lyrics. So um <laughs> so everybody loves like dead tunes for their lyrics, of course, because they're really good. Uh, they're unbelievable poems, always. Robert Hunter was really good at what he did. um, Unbelievably good, you know. Uh, But also Steely Dan, too, were unbelievably good at writing lyrics. So I think that... I think it's almost like people who kind of are like, yo, The Dead, I love The Dead. But what's something else that's like as deep... As the dead stuff, like lyrically, and I think Steely Dan comes up a lot, and, and just because it's '70s rock too, because people will like the dead, and then they'll try finding other seven like big '70s rock bands or whatever. Um, plus, memes uh, of in the last year, I mean, I think Steely Dan has got so many like inside jokes and stuff. That they're so easily turned into memes, um, and do you follow Inzane Johnny? No, I don't. Okay. Do you know you ever heard of the band Black uh, uh, Wolf Eyes? No. Okay, so Wolf Eyes is like a really famous um, like noise band. Okay. But the guy in it went to Bard. Oh shit! And he's actually compared to probably your average noise band where it's just a bunch of kids who like don't actually play instruments making noise kind of thing mm-hmm. uh this guy can actually play instruments but makes decides to to make noise music so he calls it psycho jazz um and he's got this Instagram called Insane Johnny which has been sort of the hot spot over the last 2 years or so for really funny really very specific steely dan memes is any of this ringing a bell at all
2: i dude i actually
0: i'm i'm literally like i'm i'm
2: pulling up instagram
0: right now to follow yeah. him yes oh, I, uh... you have to oh yes it is it's a must i wouldn't i basically uh i wouldn't be who i am on instagram without insane johnny Oh, um, yeah
2: and Zane Johnny is only followed by like twenty of my uh mutual followers, okay, yeah okay uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, I'm there yeah. I'm, yeah. 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 yeah
0: yeah, he's the best, um there's a lot of like you're gonna have to go back, there's a lot of inside jokes and stuff like that, but um, a lot of Steely Dan memes, and that sort of when I saw the Steely Dan memes, it was like, whoa, 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 you, you like there's people out there who are like goofing on. Bernard Purdy stuff like get the fuck out of here I gotta I gotta get in on this you know what I mean so I started making my memes which started looking more like designs and art or whatever and so I started throwing them on t-shirts but and then I sent one to insane Johnny and he wore it in a photo and uh and I got a bunch of followers because of it and uh that sort of started me out um so
1: i yeah yeah.
0: so i would be i would be nobody if it wasn't for insane johnny um damn yeah well i just
2: i just followed him man i i see this picture it's like jeff bezos in his spacesuit, and it's just labeled brian Eno. like (laughs) that's fucking (laughs) funny so
0: like the 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 goof the goof yeah uh, the 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 (laughs) long running goof is like a picture of two dudes or like any two things And you just write Steely Dan underneath it. (laughs) Like any two things. Like a squid and a fucking jellyfish. And then people write Steely Dan underneath it. You know, like it's just so dumb. It's gotten so dumb to the point of where, like, it's any two things. Where it used to be like a guy (laughs) who kinda looked like Donald Fagan and a guy (laughs) who kinda looked like Walter Becker, and then he would write Steely Dan and it was like, Oh, oh, I get it. They kind of look like them, you know, but then it became, I wish I was a better, I wish I had a better example, but like the one that I thought was just the stupidest one was like a squid and a fucking, and a a jellyfish were next to each other and they were like, oh yeah, that's Steely Dan. Like, you know what I mean? Like just the dumbest, the dumbest. So you should, I don't know, spend some time going back and trying to find all the Steely Dan specific stuff. It's really funny.
2: I'm I'm looking at one right now. Uh, it's the anal cunt logo, but it says after COVID, and it was liked by Tosin Abasi. <laughs> so, uh,
0: <laughs> yeah, okay, this is this is my shit right here. <laughs> yeah, all the all the cool kids like what you call it. Um, and it's funny. Some you know he plays this music. He plays like he plays like noise music. Somebody sent his stuff to David Crosby, and do you, <laughs> do you know how David Crosby is very vocal on Twitter? Yeah. Oh yeah. Right? He like really like lets it lets people have it. He
2: was he, trying to rip on like Phoebe Bridgers and stuff.
0: Yes, right, exactly. So he somebody sent him uh Wolf Eyes and he wrote like a two word review of like that was like, This sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. But it's fucking awesome. I've seen Wolf Eyes a couple times. I saw Wolf Eyes in like two thousand fucking one when nobody gave a shit, but um, I've seen Wolf Eyes since Inzane Johnny's been really popular and it's 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 hilarious they're they're great they're awesome it's fucking it's noise baby it's psycho jazz, but um
2: that's sick,
0: yeah, yeah, but anyway Inzane Johnny steely Dan memes, steely Dan resurgence, younger people it's definitely happening uh i my t-shirt thing wouldn't exist uh, without it
2: hell yeah dude yeah. I, it's it's wonderful like it is it is very memeable and it's to me like i i've always seen it as kind of like um it, it's almost like quarter life crisis music to an extent like it's, right that's a like, big thing like steely dan you if you wanted to criticize them you could call it kind of like divorced dad music uh so if that's like your midlife crisis then why couldn't it be quarter life crisis music like i feel like a lot of people our age listen to it and hear these themes of the yeah kind of like losers and and scumbags and cheaters and drug addicts and and this and that and it's we we've all kind of known people like this or seen this or 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 uh you know uh, and it, it just totally. resonates, you know, and, and like you said, it's guitar music. Me as a guitar player, it, it resonates with me for that reason. And, and, right. uh, it's so many reasons, you know, it's, it's great. Um, one thing I would say, if you want to hear some good modern guitar music that has strong roots in jazz, as well as metal, mm-hmm. um, you got to check out this band called Chon. Do you know Chon? No, they're, uh, they're from San Diego, uh, here in California. They they're on Sumerian records. If you know, uh, like animals as leaders, um, or any bands like that um i don't know how into like prog metal you are but um uh, you got... i dabble yeah you you gotta check out Chon. it's i described it to people as um prog metal okay. that you would listen to at the beach with like your normie friends cool it's like really hard to describe but how do you spell it c-h-o-n Chan. okay
0: oh Chon. okay yeah They're super
2: fucking cool. Their earlier stuff, like their album *Newborn Sun*, is a little more like metal based and like more math rocky. Their album *Homie* is uh, like more like chill. Their most recent album is like, uh, it's just their self-titled album *Chon*. It's it's fucking sick as fuck. I don't know. It's really cool, man. You should dive into *Chon*.
0: Okay, okay. Well, I was gonna say also on on the on the idea of like millennials or whatever you want to say, like getting into Steely Dan. A lot of my friends all said when they turned thirty. They just it just clicked for them, um, but specifically I was going to say I was going to mention this article that just came out uh, on the Ringer dot com. Did you did you read this or hear about this? No. It um it it was called Are you re uh, excuse me Are you reliving the years? How Steely Dan became a cult favorite for millennials, and he even got a quote from Donald Fagan. about it. Really. The
2: man and himself. The what man did he, him say?
0: The man himself said De- developmental psychology may figure into it. Kids and teens oh. resent the domination of their parents. They begin as hostages to their dad's taste in music. Of course, they hate it, though, in the truth, the stuff we wrote used tropes from more common to the popular music of their grandfathers. But anyway, I digress. As a... Uh, so, as they head into middle age, a lot of kids start to forgive their parents. So, as prejudices of their youth crumble a bit, they're free to be more objective about what they hear. And they may, uh, they may even have a subliminal sentimental attachment to the sounds they heard in the womb or in the kitchen, in the backseat of their dad's car, or something like that.
2: Huh. Yeah. That's a really interesting take. Yeah. <laughs> DF, baby.
0: The man himself, the he man said himself. It must be true. It, <laughs> <laughs> he was smoking heroin while well, he did say it though, so <laughs> just give it give it pause for a second. Take it with a grain of salt. Take yeah. it with a grain
2: of heroin. A um, grain, just a grain. <laughs> not a full mystical sphere. Just a grain. <laughs> I'm with it.
0: Um, I'm with it so yeah so uh anyway we were talking about time out of mind i think yes um it's the um, best it's the funkiest michael mcdonald this is where we left off i think it was michael yes. mcdonald right michael
2: mcdonald that's right and we went on a whole sidetrack. i wanted to talk about my friend meeting michael mcdonald and that's how i got it <laughs> yes, yeah. yes. okay we're we, we've 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 closed the loop we figured it out okay <laughs> that's um, michael mcdonald is the best um he's the best um he, oh i gotta say you mentioned uh blackwater earlier just yeah. aside i was literally belting that song on the way home from work today so
0: oh nice, yes. best have you ever seen the live dewey brothers with michael mcdonald where they play blackwater from the 70s show
2: no i saw. Th- oh. or actually it's live at
0: it's, uh wait it's, let me pull up my twitter account i was tweeting about it um it's live like at... It's 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 like a it was like a made for tv live concert performance
2: Oh, then no, it was it was a different 70s live um, version of it. But I was like, I spent a night just playing it like basically on repeat.
0: Let me let me see if I can pull it up on my Twitter. Um, I was gonna say, if you'll allow me to do an impression. Um... Yeah. But I ain't got no worry, because I hated no hurry at all. <laughs> that was
2: incredible,
0: man. <laughs> that was incredible. That's the best part. I don't have enough vibrato on it. His is pure vibrato. His is vibrating the entire time. But look up the live Doobie Brothers 77 or 79 performance. They do all the hits from minute by minute. And then they also do like all the older Doobie Brothers tunes that were already hits. But you got Michael McDonald singing on them like doing backup. And it just sounds fucking flawless. It is flawless. Um, That's sick, dude yeah. a, But anyway, I, I Michael McDonald Sings on Time of Mind He sings at the end And if you'll allow me To do an impression Yeah
2: <laughs> Go for it
0: And heaven right here It's the yeah. light in my eyes It's perfection And grace It's the
2: smile
0: on my face
2: Thank you Dude, that's actually a great <laughs> Michael McDonald. <laughs> that's actually a great impression.
0: Oh, I've just been practicing it my entire life. No big deal. Dude, yeah. Like,
2: like obviously, we all know the...
1: Peg! <laughs> right. Back to you. Peg! Back
0: to you. Oh! a oh, oh. false. Oh, all intrigue. in 3 Nice. I think that sounded album worthy, I think. Oh yeah.
2: I'll I'll auto-tune those and and throw them in (laughs) there.
0: Awesome. um
2: Um, dude, let's (laughs) let's talk about my rival.
0: Oh, all right. All right. Yes. Unfortunately, my rival. Oh, least favorite track? Least favorite track.
2: Let's hear it. Let's hear why. I want to hear why. It's just, um,
0: it doesn't have the spark, the the funk, the disco, the this, the that. I mean, this album slowly goes downhill, and there's a good reason for that. Because there is a missing track off this album.
2: There
1: is
0: we'll yes okay we'll get to that, okay. we'll get we'll to get that. To that.
2: yes because that's the whole reason the that my one of my favorite dudes larry carlton actually wound up on this album but uh oh. yes so so uh right. my rival i would just say the baseline on this one rips it's another great anthony sure. jackson baseline sure i i personally this one I, I agree with you when i first listened to this album i really didn't like this song right i really didn't like it i couldn't really tell you why but i just like it it didn't click with me but like recently i've been getting really down with it like the the uh the kind of uh call and response on the guitars almost uh it's like rick derringer and uh i don't know is walter becker playing guitar on this one too or i I forget i don't
0: know but okay it's rick derringer
2: so rick derringer steve gott on drums uh anthony jackson on bass like uh, it's kind of this like star Line up and it's it, I don't know It's right. it, lately it's been clicking for me I've been really enjoying my rival I mean this out. is
0: like me saying I don't like one of my Children you know what I mean It's on gaucho It's the dankest shit ever but just Compared to the first five tracks Six tracks or I guess Right first five tracks that go down That are like for me like Have been on every mix I've ever made ever You know what I mean it's like it had one of these yeah. five songs On it you know my rival uh you know the, in fact both my rival and third world man um you know i love them but i don't worship them i don't see god in them yeah. <laughs> to be intense <laughs> yeah
2: I, I i see what you mean it's yeah i see what you
0: mean but there's um... a reason why third world man is on this record Yes.
2: Let's let's talk about that. Because yes. Third World Man, I have I have mixed feelings about this one. But but right. why don't why don't you introduce it? What what well, is the story behind Third World Man?
0: Third World Man was actually a song that was left off of Asia and it had a different title. I forget what that song is called. Like The Day They Came In Screaming or something like that. I is like what the original title was or something. Uh, I'm not right. But anyway, it had totally different lyrics. You can find it on YouTube uh a, like a demo of it um and the words are different uh but it was it was the song that was left off of Asia Asia it wasn't good enough to be on Asia and then they brought it back for this album only because the worst thing in the entire world happened the worst yep. thing that's ever happened ever In any recording studio (laughs) ever. The greatest song of all time. The greatest song of all time. Was erased. Was. Yeah. Was tarnished. And that song is called. The second. Motherfucking. Arrangement. The second arrangement. And this song is by Steely Dan. Second arrangement. It. Is of. Uh, infamy, it is of, uh, 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 of uh, uh, urban legend, this tune. It got fucked up by an engineer. Some new dude at the studio accidentally messed up the tape, ruined the recording, and that is why we don't have the second arrangement on Gaucho. The only versions of the second arrangement that exist are on YouTube. And every couple months, somebody comes up with a new version of it that's, like, cleaned up just a little bit more. Because the only version of it that exists, they basically mixed it down to listen to in their car, like I said before. And that was it. They mixed it down to listen to it in their car, and then the the reel-to-reel tape, whatever, Got totally fucked up. Because this is like early digital recording. So somebody hit a wrong button and it got fucked up. They tried to redo it. It didn't have the same vibe. So they just said forget it. And the world has been a sadder place ever since
2: agreed man i have i have only heard i've i've listened to that youtube version yeah so many times yeah. and it's such a cool song Ugh. it's it's such an interesting vibe too like I it's know. um it almost to me sounds like something that could have it could have been like a a weird track off like a wings record or something like can, <laughs> can you kind of feel that like it's a which i i say with the utmost reverence i fucking love wings. Sure. oh yeah fuck yeah um, um it's it like almost the same way you would say like <laughs> don't take me alive could have almost been on like an eagles record like uh-huh, uh-huh. this one in a similar sense could have been on a wings record it couldn't have been like it's uniquely steely dan but right it's kind of channeling that like interesting vibe um and it's such a cool song like it's it's just uh even that like really lo-fi version of it um makes me want to kind of like move my feet to it oh yeah um
0: well i I love the lo-fi i love the fact that it sounds like like an ariel pink or r stevie moore thing do you know who r stevie moore is no
2: okay no
0: he's like uh, i would say he's like the godfather of home recording kind of thing so all his stuff is very lo-fi very very uh uh you know poorly produced but Great great ideas. R, R- Stevie yeah. Moore. Get into him if you if you don't know him. You'll 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 probably love him. If you like I'm the Beatles. If you like the Beatles, you'll old, love R Stevie. Uh,
2: Cause my, my old band opened for Ariel Pink, like before he was cancelled, of course. This was right. years and years ago. Right. Um uh i'll say we all thought he was like kind of fucking weird we kind of didn't like him when we opened right room. but anyways uh fucking uh but anyway and an- another one i would i would point you towards like i love like the early mac demarco stuff too which i'm that's i'm losing indie cred for saying i like mac demarco but right right uh, it's right. like early stuff is like super cool like rock and roll nightclub is actually a super sick record okay and, uh um uh if you want to check out lo-fi home recording from the late 70s 80s 90s his most recent record i think was a 2021 christmas record uh like it was right after christmas 2020 um his name is martin newell it's a band called the cleaners from venus oh of course yeah um you know okay you know him sure you okay. sure. know him yes yeah okay so i was gonna say another uh very he's like kind of beatles smiths clash right kind of sure sure, uh, sure. like very lo-fi okay so you're you're aware Perfect. oh yeah yeah you know. yeah
0: yeah uh, my friend digs his stuff. I'm not too into it, but I know exactly what you'd mean. I know exactly what you mean. Uh, all yeah. of these guys wouldn't exist if it wasn't for R. Stevie Moore, the guy I just read. Okay. Uh, I
2: got to I got to check him out. Then. They all
0: check out uh, glad music. His like best of, album. Oh no, there's, there's glad music, but then there's one called hobbies galore. That's his best of that'll give you a little taste of everything. Cause the guy's got over 400 home recorded albums
2: oh hell yeah
0: yeah 400 over 400 Hobbies galore r stevie up right now you'll can find it on his thing i i've recorded with him a couple times um he's he's on a couple of my songs and stuff like that um he's uh he's the best r stevie my band opened up for him a couple times a long time ago um,
2: I've got him up. I've, I just pulled him up. I'm, I'm gonna again. That's something I'll listen to here tonight. Yeah. Um. What w- What was your old band called? Uh. Double Wonderful.
0: Oh. There yeah. You go. So you can look up Double Wonderful on YouTube and find a bunch of really old videos of me and my band playing. Nice. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh. It's that's the name I've been using for a while to just do anything under. Uh. Yeah. Double Wonderful. I dig it, dude. Thank you. Thank you. Um, So anyway, so second arrangement is just the best. I love it more and more every day. It is, it's quickly become, because it's the newest Steely Dan song to me. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, It's the, it's quickly become like my favorite, my favorite Steely Dan song. Um, It's, it's pretty straightforward. It's probably about a divorce or um you know or somebody who's running to like a, a you know a side piece uh sort of thing. It's a song about a side piece. Um and uh it's pretty straightforward, but it's just it's got some really beautiful changes in it. It's got that same disco vibe as like um as uh, Glam Profession. Uh, it's almost like the sister to glam profession in my mind. Always.
2: Yeah. It, it has that, um, almost like bounce to it. Yeah. I see what you're saying. It has that kind of, um, it makes you want to move your feet in the same way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, it's, it's so cool. And I, I even love the low five version for what it is. It's, it sounds to me like something I could make in my bedroom almost, you know what I mean? It sounds like something today. Somebody makes in their bedroom. You know.
2: Oh yeah, and it's right. it's cool to hear Steely Dan like that, like right. these guys who are you know renowned for their studio sound and their their production, and right. to hear them solo fi like this, it's it's like really
0: endearing, you know. Totally, totally, it's it's really cool, and and the song, the uh, the best part is the sparkling conscience, new address. That part is just gives me chills every time I hear it. I fucking love that part. Those those changes, whatever the fuck they're doing there, is so interesting and and cool and so classic. Them, and it's such a shame that it's not on Gaucho. It is such a shame. Yeah. Um. Yeah.
2: So the so as you said, it was erased by mistake by some sort of uh, newbie in the studio. So they have to go back to the cutting room floor essentially and and scoop one out of the the dust bin yeah uh that had been recorded and and finished uh for asia and sort of just tack it on here at the end of the album again it goes along with the idea of this uh wannabe musician who's way out of his league and totally fucks up and has to like piece together the final like the end of the album you're you're, you're so right together
0: dude you're so right
2: i mean like it's this total fuck up of a move. But <laughs> what I what I will say is, although Third World Man is a little bit of a dirge, right. it's A little bit of a slow, a little slow. Eh, eh, a little slow eh. uh, to me, like for me, for a long time, this was my favorite Larry Carlton solo in the entire band uh. catalog. Uh, even though it's not his most virtuosic by any means uh, just this is one where like every single riff just hits so perfectly Um, I don't know it's a great guitar solo in my opinion and uh, uh, it's it's one last chance to hear Mr mr three thirty five himself Larry Carlton <laughs> uh on on a Dan record uh for like close to twenty years right right you, you know right um so that was cool, and of course, there's the hilarious story of Larry Carlton, I think he was reading billboard or something they were doing a review of gaucho, and they mentioned, oh, and Larry Carlton on guitar, and he's kind of laughing like oh they didn't they didn't do their homework, like they assumed I played on gaucho, I didn't play on gaucho, and then he he like finally picks up the l p and he's like oh i did play on gaucho oh. like, you know.
0: i didn't know that i didn't know that that's awesome yeah yeah he he
2: like he he heard it in like billboard first Unbelievable. And like that was where he first heard it and he was like laughing about it and then he found out it's but steely dan does that i mean of course there's the story of jay Graydon playing the peg right. guitar solo right. and he they, they're like thanks jay bye yeah. and he he leaves and then months later he like
0: hears it on the radio he oh, that's it my guitar radio. solo yeah. <laughs> yeah i know and the the you know the the famous thing about that is they brought in eight guys eight yeah. eight different dudes to do it who were all a-list dudes and then yeah this... steely
2: dan doesn't bring in shitty guitar players no
0: <laughs> definitely like mark uh knoffler definitely like um uh uh uh, rick derringer who we mentioned like they all definitely probably came in and tried to do that peg solo and the best is on like the asia documentary where they 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 single out all the solos that they didn't use yeah and they're they're like yeah that sucks (laughs) (laughs) they're all like (laughs) annoying and then you hear the one and it's got this like hawaiian Cool vibe. Have you ever seen the video of um, Jay Graydon breaking it down, like from a couple of years ago? Yeah,
2: he's he's playing as like super strat through like uh it's like a Mesa boogie or something, but they he's like, Yeah, it was just a three thirty-five through a fender deluxe. Like it was it's you know, same shit Larry Carlton used. Yeah. I think Steve Kahn, uh I think Steve Kahn on who played guitar on this record used the same setup. Uh it's it's just like a, a classic setup that fucking everybody uses. And he's just yeah oh, three thirty-five through a fender deluxe, like whatever. Like here it is, and he just plays it and it's just oh man. It's, yeah, it's an
0: incredible solo. Oh, it's the best it's the best um but yeah eight a lot of people debate on like oh was it 20 guys was it three guys uh according to the asia 33 and a third book it is eight players eight players wow and then this nobody dude jay graden comes in and completely fucking nails it yeah have you ever have you ever heard uh, Jay Graden's solo stuff, or not solo stuff, but the album he that he made with? Have you ever heard of Airplay?
2: Uh, no, I haven't heard that one.
0: You should check them out. They're like a yacht rock gem. Uh, it's him and David Foster. Do you know who David Foster is? Uh,
2: it sounds familiar. What what else was he in?
0: He wrote like theme songs and stuff like that for like the Olympics and stuff like that. Um, he actually is the father of. The Kardashian kids. He's related to the Kardashians in some way. Um, He is married to Bruce Jenner's or Caitlyn Jenner's wife. First wife.
2: Oh, oh, interesting.
0: Yes. Okay. Um, So he raised the Jenner kids. Oh, shit. David Foster. But he was in a band. He he oh, he produced Whitney Houston. Famously, we're bringing back Whitney Houston. He produced the Bodyguard Bodyguard soundtrack.
2: Oh, nice.
0: Okay. Fuck yeah. Yes, so he wrote, I'm pretty sure he wrote
2: And
1: I
0: will always love you. Yeah, okay. Okay. (laughs) I'm pretty sure he wrote that. So the guy is a bajillionaire. um, But he had a band with Jay Graydon. And you should check out the song Nothing You Can Do About It. It is in-fucking-credible. Jay Graydon is the singer of this band. Really now? Yes. And you should also check out the live performance from 1994 of David Foster and Friends, where he, in Japan, had did one song per artist, but had all these megastars just come out and sing one song. <laughs> and eventually, Jay Graydon comes out, and he's like, all right, we're going to do Airplay. And they do this tune. And it is flawless. And if you like the Peg solo, get ready for the fucking solo he plays on this goddamn song. It is so sick. And it's flawless. The live performance is flawless. 1994, David Foster, live in Japan. Nothing you can do about it. Airplay. Check it out. It will blow your mind. Fuck yeah.
2: I've I've got it on YouTube. I'm looking at it right now. Airplay Live 1994. Nothing you can do. It.
0: Yeah. Okay. I'm there. Yeah. I'm there. Fuck yeah. Uh, awesome. awesome. Gotta
2: say, surprised it took you this long, but say yacht rock is one of the buzzwords. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> well, technically, Steely Dan. I don't have any beer left. Uh, Technically, Steely Dan isn't yacht rock, right? Right. Right. They're they're just rock. They're like. They're, like, they're jazz rock. They're like
2: adjacent uh i think one of the criticisms of this album is that they like leaned into the yacht
0: rock vibe which I I well yeah i was gonna say time out of mind time out of mind yeah
2: yeah i can see that it's funny my dad who's a drummer he you know back to him he i was talking about yacht rock and the way he explained it to me was um you know if i could sit down and immediately play drums to it it's yacht rock if i would have to (laughs) like sit down and you know spend time figuring it out it is not Yacht Rock so he said Steely Dan (laughs) is not Yacht Rock is what he told me (laughs) Uh, but what's funny that he did tell me too he said Boz Skaggs is not Yacht Rock
0: what do you think about that well that's crazy that's crazy it's got the 16 beat it's are you crazy, dad? Thank you. Thank you. It's Jeff McCorrow. What
2: are you talking about? I was, I was going to, okay. I'm going to give you a pass on this one. Cause mentioned boss Skaggs is one of them, but I brought it up. Love boss. Yeah. Silk degrees. Love boss. Lowdown, baby. Great record. It's like, it's like 90% of the founding members of Toto are on that. People don't realize, man, like there's some great musicians on that record. Like, um, yeah incredible incredible silk degrees that that is a great great record yacht rock or not that is is a great record
0: i mean we called it dad rock yeah my brother my brothers and i yeah because it was what our dads and our uncles were into but then those videos came out and we lost our minds (laughs) over the yacht rock because we were like what somebody's calling this thing yacht rock like Oh it makes total sense. It's stuff that rich people would listen to on their yachts. Like I get it. I mean, it's funny as hell, but to me it's always been dad rock. Dad rock.
2: Exactly. And then that's literally
0: Steely Dan and Steely Dan is dad, dad rock. rock. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah. 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 yeah.
2: yeah. It's, I, it's like, I can see it. I can see why Steely Dan is, is yacht rock, but it's also not, it's like, it's like, it's adjacent of, we'll say, I don't know. It's, it's, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, first record Steely Dan stuff is, is counts, I guess, Yeah, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put Charlie freak on a fucking <laughs> Steely, on a yacht rock mix. You know no, what I mean? No. <laughs> um, so, yeah
2: good point um yeah dude so that's it man that is that is gaucho that's Gaucho.
0: That's gotcha.
2: um dude the best. any uh any final thoughts on gaucho
0: um it's awesome it's not where you should begin it should take you 10 years to fucking get here but um <laughs> now that you're here enjoy it uh before uh a bunch of Posers start telling you that they like it, and it ruins it for you. No, I'm kidding. Um, uh, no, enjoy it. It's so sick. It's so awesome. It's so cool. It's so scary. Get into the words. Get into second arrangement. Get into. There's so much to get into. Um, it's it's just beautiful, and the album cover is really cool on a pair of shorts and a hat looks really good on a pair of shorts and a hat. Yeah, but I, that's hint, just hint,
2: it does look great on shorts and a hat, so
0: <laughs> maybe navigate yourself
2: over to Double Wonderful's page. <laughs> maybe you'll find that there. <laughs> yes, I've
0: seen those. That, those are actually really sick. So, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. It was a dream come true to make to make those things. So, yeah.
2: Um, hey, I've been yeah. meaning to ask, have you ever done a Larry Carlton shirt?
0: Um uh i so you you have you have clearly missed my kid charlemagne shirt
2: oh no oh shit (laughs) you
0: clearly missed the kid charlemagne shirt because it's got larry carlton on it of course and uh it's got all the references to owsley making acid oh so it's got acid tabs on it it's got uh test tail uh, it's got uh test tubes and scales on it it's got the golden gate bridge on it it's got a a uh, 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 multi- motor motorhome on it. Uh, it's got uh, a Dayglow freak who paints the face. It's got white men on the street. Um, it's got Larry Carlton. It's got dub- uh Yeah, uh, it's, uh, it's It's got music by candlelight. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Damn. It's got a lot of references. Yeah, yeah. All right. uh, yeah. If I got what size shirt are you? XL. All right, I'll I'll try to dig one up for oh, you. Oh
2: shit! Thank you, dude. I appreciate that.
0: <laughs> sure,
2: sure, sure. Well, hell yeah, man. That uh that answers my first question here. We uh I think we should jump into the rapid fire questions. You actually answered pretty much answered my first rapid fire question. But are you ready oh, for okay. the rapid fire questions? Fuck yeah! All right, these are these are kind of uh, almost word association, stream of consciousness. I'm just gonna fire. Just say whatever you think. Um you kind of already answered this one, but I, I want to get the, the concise, just how should someone listen to this album for the first time?
0: Oh, uh, ooh, with
2: headphones. Yes. I dig it. Have you ever listened to this album on drugs? You can plead the fifth. <laughs> uh,
0: I'm on drugs right now, baby. No, no. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, of course there's nothing like doing drugs and listening to Steely Dan. It's, what it was made for
2: it's fucking incredible huh this, <laughs> yeah this this next one is a is another gimme uh okay what drugs were they on when they made this album
0: cocaine
2: and heroin <laughs> cocaine, heroin the fine colombian the uh, fine
0: colombian is not what you think it is it's, it's actually else. fucking weed it's yeah weird. it's weed yeah, yeah.
2: What's fun is that that question, uh, depending on what album we're doing, can either be like a philosophical, like abstract question, or it's a very literal question on this one. We get to be really literal about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, if this album were a beer, what kind of beer would it be?
0: Oh, um, no, come on. It would be a, it would be a glass of cherry wine, baby. Yes, come on.
2: Yes. I love that. I like that answer. Right. Um, would you get intimate to this album?
0: Um I could I could pump it to um <laughs> the time out of mind. Oh, I yeah. could do, I could you know I could uh tap that ass. No, I don't know what the fuck I'm saying. Uh yeah, sure. <laughs> would you be intimate? No, it would get weird during I I would be listening too hard and 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 paying too much attention to how sick it is. You'd be like, "Wait, did you hear
2: that Navy. chord change right there?" Wait, yeah, did you exactly, hear that?
0: do you know how many mixes it took on this <laughs> the guy's crazy
2: the, the, i'd say the one advantage this one Wait, has. where are you going <laughs> um. i'd say the one advantage this one has is that all the songs are in four as far as i can tell so at least you have that oh <laughs> right
0: right 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 um, right exactly
1: <laughs> at
2: least uh, you can do that we i i had my old drummer on to do an animals as leaders album which is like you know all sorts of crazy time signatures and it was like no the, the girl would have to be like a music major to to do that like <laughs> <it's>, you know <laughs> yeah right um next question are numbers fucking created in or dis-
0: seven sorry fucking uh, in- <laughs> <good>. <laughs> um,
2: next question are numbers created or discovered are numbers created or discovered
1: yeah Ooh. Uh,
0: I like numbers. Uh, are they created or are they discovered? No, we discover them. I think. So they're innate to nature, and we discover them. Yeah. Right. Numbers are everywhere. Make make your
2: case. I want to hear.
0: Four to the floor, baby. There's, there's the no. Floor. Yeah. There's no doubt to that. Like uh, that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. We we discover them. This is just, this is just like a, a general question about numbers, yeah, right? Exactly. This is, not...
2: this is, this is, okay. this is, uh, this is the drunkest we're ever going to be on air together. So I want to <laughs> throw a crazy one at you. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah. Uh, we discovered them.
2: I we don't make it. them up. Fuck that. Yeah. This is uh this is one I've, I've had as many answers as I've had guests. So I fucking dig it. <laughs> um, does a man with one lung get more high or less high off of a single bong rip? Oh, wow. Uh.
0: Well, my friend collapsed his lung while taking a bong hit. <laughs> oh, wait, okay. Wait, so we have real-world evidence now. Okay, what and, happened? And he stopped taking bong hits after that.
2: Reasonable. Because
0: Yeah, he literally had a collapsed lung because he took a bong hit. And uh, does he get more high anymore off a bong? I mean, I guess the answer is no, because you you, you give it up after that point.
2: Damn, that's an interesting take. I I dig that. I dig that. That's that's another one I've had. First I had two different answers and then a third way emerged and now this is a fourth way. I, I'm digging it. <laughs> I'm really digging this. Okay. Uh final question for you. Does a sure. straw have one hole or two holes?
0: Oh right. Right. Um It's got two, of course. Really? You're the first person to say that. I want to hear why. Well, because if it only had one hole, it'd just be a fucking tube. <laughs> it'd be like a test tube yeah okay what are you talking Funny. about
2: actually that's a great point that's a great <laughs> yeah. point because wait okay so so far every person i've asked that has been like well obviously it's one hole because it's like a, it's it's one just like big one hole. continuous hole right but it makes well, sense that it has that two makes... holes because you could have a, a test tube that's closed at one end so yeah. it's 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 two like new. a bong like a bong <laughs> well, Bond has two holes, but it's also closed at the bottom. <laughs> See, my my stance, my third way, is that there are actually an infinite number of holes if you think about it. Right. Because <laughs> it's like right. each, each each plane is like you know what where, where do you define the hole? So I, I feel like the question is does it have one hole or infinite holes? But right. your argument that it has two holes is act- or, or that it has. Yeah, that it has two holes. That's actually a really compelling argument. Because your oh, example thanks. of a one-hole tube. Damn is a test tube. It's a test tube. Or a bong. Yeah. Shit. Okay. Right. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Damn. Oh, good. I really oh, good. like that. That's hey, that's why I throw these like fucking weird questions at the end is you never know
0: what you're gonna hear. You never know what you're gonna get. Life's a box of chocolates.
2: <laughs> well, dude, that's a that's all i got for you today man do you want okay. to hear your uh you want to hear your buzzwords for the week yeah what did i get okay or, or
0: what did i not get
2: yeah I'll, I'll run through them so uh first one say that something is the best or greatest ever you got uh oh hell yeah use an onomatopoeia you did not
0: get uh oh i didn't bound uh... that's not out of... is that guitar sounds yeah Wait, did you do that squirt oh man i got a squirt something really quick (laughs) i'll give it to you just for that (laughs) (laughs) do you know Uh, the song onomatopoeia by todd rundgren where he goes through a entire list of onomatopoeia songs no that's incredible Uh, uh, squirt uh snort uh it's a it's a whole song yeah you should check it out I'm going to have to check. Do you like Todd? Do now. you like Todd Rungren? Do you know Todd Rungren? Dude, I haven't delved into him yet. Oh, dude, that's your next thing. Okay. Send you, I'm going to send you this thing I made. It's an hour long playlist, it'll give you everything. Yes. That send that me. to me. Send that to me. I will. I will. Todd is God, baby. Todd is God. <laughs> yeah, send uh,
2: that because I have an hour commute tomorrow. So send oh, that. Oh, perfect. To me. Yeah. Oh, perfect. Great. Um, next one. Mention Michael McDonald, you got. Damn right. Um, uh, next one, say experimental. You did not get.
0: Well, they're not necessarily experimental, are they? No,
2: they're not. That, one's, that one was a little out there. Um, but no, yeah. They, they're, they're. I mean, they
0: experimented with quantizing stuff, but did they do tape loops and backwards Beatles magical mystery tour stuff? No, uh, no they didn't. No, so you no. did not get that one. Next one though, recite lyrics. You
2: got uh, <laughs> mention a hard liquor. You got oh, beautiful. Uh, referred to an album made post 1990 as a record. You got. Uh, next one you did not get. Uh, say oh. ahead of its time.
0: Well,
1: another. Yeah, another I mean, one obviously they of... were.
0: Yeah, they were ahead of their time with their lyrics, of course. Like lyrically they were ahead of their times by being able to I mean, they were like 20 something when they were writing these tunes for middle-aged quarter-aged people. Yeah. So, uh if I would to say if I were to say anything was ahead of their time, it's it's the lyrics. They're just so badass and crazy.
2: Yeah. I can dig it, dude. Yeah. <clears throat> <clears throat> uh Next one you got? It was mentioned pop. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Oh yeah. Next one you finally got. And I'm so glad. Say yacht rock. <laughs> <laughs> um. Next one you did not get was call something cliche or overused.
0: Oh, um,
2: next... I don't. I don't
0: dabble in, I don't dabble. Yeah. No I'm kidding. I, I mean, if what, what's cliche and overused about Steely Dan? They kind of did something new all the time. Yeah, that's true. That's
2: true. I dig it. Um, next one you got was say the word drink. Uh, uh next one you did not get was use the term vintage. Oh. Uh, this one I gave you a pass, mentioned Boz skaggs Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh next one you did get, talk about jazz.
0: Yeah, uh, oh fuck yeah. Of course. How could you
2: not? How could you uh, not? Next one that you did not get, say mainstream. um the next one which you did get i was able to bait you in so so let me just say yeah yeah.
0: let me just say the mainstream thing is kind of like saying something is cliche you know what i mean yeah i i I don't think i'm the type of person who's going to try to label anything
2: yeah and that's good that's good because some of these some of these are sort of um like some of these are gimmies and some of them are a little bit of like like, they're gonna penalize you, sort of thing. Right, right, know? right. Some of right. them are like, um, uh, like there's one down here that's like, say, trippy, right? That's such right. like, a, oh, <laughs> you know, the, oh, like his, his, uh, you know, synth tone on this one's just so trippy. Like, you know, it's like kind yeah, of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> no. some, like, some of them are like really good ones that like the thinking man is gonna get. And some of them are like, <laughs> you, you used this trope. I'm going (laughs) to hit you. (laughs) You're right, you're (laughs) right.
0: I love it. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Hilarious. Um, But I
2: was able to get you on name a type of keyboard. Uh, (laughs) uh, Say trippy, like I said, you avoided good. uh, Hell yeah name a part of a drum kit though you did get um and then the final one end a sentence with i don't know i didn't catch you uh saying that you were quite uh measured in what you said so <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> uh yeah i i better i've 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 paid a lot of attention to this nonsense
2: yeah dude well uh that was incredible, man. I, I wanna that was a thank good one? That was an excellent one, man. I, I want to oh, thank good. you again for coming on and uh, doing this thing. It's, it's been awesome. I'm so glad that we finally got to talk about the Dan. Yeah. Hell um, yeah. Uh, why, don't, why don't you plug for us again uh, who you are and where we can find you?
0: Sure. I'm Gordon from Double Wonderful on Instagram. Uh, and uh, you can check me out on Instagram. I try to post every day and uh something about steely dan basically uh in one way shape or form uh and uh you can check me out it's uh (coughs) bootleg (coughs) (coughs) t-shirts
1: um
0: so keep it on the dl don't tell donald fagan uh that's about it uh gordon double wonderful double wonderful double wonderful
2: yes hell yeah um and and once again guys this is a uh redefining records production so hit up uh, redefining records on instagram redefiningrecords.com check out our sister podcast sounds for thought with andrew schultz uh i have been john pagla you can find me on uh instagram at delta dagger music um that's about it dude uh any parting words for the audience
0: uh i love you i love my followers if they're listening thank you so much for making my dreams come true and thank you so much for having me I love podcasts so much and I love being a part of them
2: yes absolutely man Um, yeah it's been an honor having you dude Um, yeah this has been a sick one man I'm really stoked to post this one Um, that's it guys we'll see you here in two weeks Uh, everybody have a wonderful night Uh, we'll see you next time bye (laughs)
0: This has been a Redefining Records production.
1: Production,